Okay, welcome one and all to episode 42 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavision's magazine. Today is July the 12th, 2020. Uh, I am Graham, the production editor of Megavisions. With me today, we have Chris, the editor-in-chief of Megavisions magazine, and Scotty Moe, the managing editor of Megavisions magazine. Welcome. Welcome, brothers. How are you? Ready and willing. Oh, yes. I, am I just got gonna... finished watching... What? <laughs> we all try to talk at the same time. No, I was just <laughs> going to say, we just finished watching <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse, and um, I'm in... I don't know how to feel about that movie. That's right a movie now. that I forgot existed and happened. It happened. Wow. Uh, I, I, I've seen that on an airplane, and that was good enough for me. Um, well, it's a good airplane movie. movie. You know, in airplane movies, they sometimes cut out bits for, like, nudity or swear words and stuff. Um, Cyclock, in that, does she have a bit of cleavage going on? Because they blurred out her chest slightly. Cyclops is a guy. Version. Psylocke. Uh, Psylocke, sorry. I meant, I meant Psylocke, yeah. That's Olivia <laughs> Munn in, in this one. Yeah, G4 yeah. TV. They basically blurred out uh, her breasts even though she was fully clothed. Uh, I don't remember curious. noticing that. <laughs> That's just for the airplane version. I don't know what the real version is. Maybe it was like, for the airplane version. It was yes, just too, but... too uh, scantily too like, yeah. flat or something. Yeah. Anyway, how's so, it going, Feather? Are, are you good? Great. Um, there's a dog on Chris's cam, and yep. do we want to mention to the listeners that we got a video of this now, maybe? I know. What's Presumably. going on there? We now have a video. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're actually changing things up a bit. We had a little chat amongst ourselves, and we wanted to mix things up for the podcast. Um, so um, we basically, each week, we cover Sega News and stuff, which... Um, we do on the website and through our magazine anyway. Um, and there's plenty of other sources out there, you know, through social media and other great um, Sega fan sites out there. So we want to mix things up. We're still going to keep a core focus on Sega news and stuff. But we want to make things a little bit more, like spread our branches a little bit more. Um, talk about more other video games, other video game manufacturers and developers, um, maybe a bit about movies and TV shows that we've been watching, sort of a whole sort of array of media. Um, especially during this like whole lockdown situation that the whole world's sort of in and out of basically like time to watch things on Netflix. If you want to, we're going to give you some advice, some hot tips as it were. And uh, yeah, but we're still going to keep it about games. I think as a core, a core focus. And I'm wearing goofy sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) You two have got to keep talking over each other. Supposed wise, to be able to read when I'm about to talk, so that you don't talk, and vice versa. <laughs> I'm done with the glasses. I just wanted to keep Graham on his toes and help him to get into this ring it, of things. It works. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Annoyingly, my glasses are actually itching my nose, so I keep scratching my nose a little bit, which is uh, also good for the camera. First time on camera for a while, so nice. Um, anyway, let's crack on with the show um, with our week. Uh, so, Chris. What have you been up to, buddy, other than watching X-Men Apocalypse? So, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and not just X-Men Apocalypse. I have more to more to tell you guys about that later. Um, so, you guys know I retired from the Air Force finally. I've been talking about this for probably years now. Like, in the old, the old Sega Nerdcast, I'm sure there's a few episodes back then <laughs> where I'm talking about, like, I can't wait until I can finally retire from the military, like, 13 years. Well... <laughs> 
<laughs> the time has finally come. Uh, I was officially retired on July 1st. And earlier this past week, I went and got my military retiree ID card. Mm -hmm. So you get this like little green military uh, retiree card and it's get you on the all sorts of military bases if you want to go there. But um, it's just so weird looking down and seeing that card in my wallet and not my regular active duty military um, card that I've had for the last 20 years. It's just a, a really weird feeling. I'm still not, I don't think it's fully hit me yet that I'm retired and I don't have to go to work anymore. It's really weird. And I think part of it is just because I'm still in the same routine as I've been since uh, like the quarantine really started because the kids have been here with me since then because they haven't been going to school. So I've been, you know, helping them with school, doing all that. Um, and so now they're out of, school so but they're still here of course and it's just this weird thing where we're trying to figure out um routines and everything and make routines happen throughout the day and it's just it's a crazy time but yeah man um i'm really excited and apparently i look like a mexican outlaw from the old west in my photo you showed it to us if, if we were to put a hat on you you'd definitely look like you're in a, an outlaw poster once you're dead or alive Diego actually did make one and put it in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, it's already done. <laughs> so Aren't you part funny. Mexican, oh. though? <laughs> yes, I'm half uh, Hispanic. So okay. technically, it's like I'm a quarter Mexican and a quarter Spanish because my father, grandfather was Spanish. My grandmother was Mexican. So um, yeah. I'm, I just say half Hispanic. It just makes it easier that way. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but then, okay, so I don't think I've told this on the, the podcast but over the past, like, six to, you know, actually, since PlayStation View, since Sony announced that they were discontinuing PlayStation View earlier this year, <laughs> I've been trying to find... Him, but Chris remembers hard. Oh, dude, <laughs> PlayStation View was amazing. It was so, so cool. It's the only... It was the only um, streaming thing. They call them, like, OTT. I forget what the stand. It's, like, um, over the something. It's, like, OTT services. Over the top. I don't it's think over the that's top? what it means. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, um, starring that Sylvester uh, Stallone. Starring Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, um, it does mean over the top media service. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, score one for Scotty. Um, and so anyway, I've been searching like because PlayStation View was perfect for me. Like I loved it. It was the only service that could actually do picture in picture also. So oh, you could basically, um, but it was, the weird thing was, is I think it only worked through a PlayStation uh, 4. Yep. But Sounds anyway, right. so you could, um, you could actually have like, especially for like sports and stuff. If you're watching like NFL on a Sunday, you could actually have like three different games going at once and you can nice. pick the audio from each one that you wanted to. And so it was so, it's like so cool. The future. Oh my god! It yeah, was. You got your future two. Your window now because it's no more Sony. I, I don't yeah. know if they sold it off or what, but anyway, they discontinued it. So then it got me like looking for another like service, and so um, I basically have been trying to try out different ones. And I'm going to talk about it more in depth later, but I'm trying out uh, Sling. TV right now. I don't okay. know if you guys have, have have used that before, but so far so good. I'm actually kind of liking it. Okay, cool, cool. Like I said, more to come later on in that, but that's pretty much what I've been up to this week. 
That was always a thing very hard to promote or tell anyone about when working at GameStop, what PlayStation View was, because as a GameStop employee, you have presumably every console, and Netflix is on every console, and so it's like, if they don't want a PlayStation, then there goes that conversation, but nobody ever knew really what PlayStation View was. (laughs) It's like, it's Sony has this long history of coming out with these really great products. Um, but a lot of times they're, they're, it's a product that doesn't really solve a problem. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so there's that. <laughs> but they're actually kind of cool. Uh, but and it's either that or they just it's, – it's, 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 I think it's confusing for the consumer. Like So for yeah. PlayStation View, uh, I think a lot of people – the way it was called PlayStation – it, it people assume that you had to have a PlayStation to to use it, which yeah. was not the case at all. Um, Sony they just should have called it Sony View. Is yeah. they, it, mm. it would have been fine. Just eliminate the the the, the PlayStation aspect on it. Um, it's it's Sony being Sony, man. Like they're so bad about that stuff. I think the best example the, of that. Oh, go ahead, Graham. I was going to say the PlayStation brand is so strong that maybe they thought this will sell some units, um, but. Yeah, yeah, because maybe they wanted to appeal to gamers and you know um, media. But then it would have only appealed to gamers, not anyone else. Yeah. Like they wanted it to. Like if they called it Sony View, I think the biggest thing they missed out on that they could have done a lot more with was when second screen experience was a thing, and they could have done that with the Vita. And the Vita was you could pretty much use the Vita as a second controller for your PlayStation Four. Um, and there were some games that did stuff with it, and like Microsoft did the uh, Microsoft Glass with a bunch of games uh that but yeah they could have man i'm just bummed about the vita more lately because i just recently bought a game for it i guess i have mine right here <laughs> there it so, is uh, so, um, i i love the vita but they've screwed up with the whole memory card thing on that because oh yeah um, that was the biggest I, I, flop i've got like four games for my vita because my memory cards filled up so bloody quickly um and, and you, mean like, you don't so want to expensive. spend 80 dollars for the like, best one yeah it's just like it's like i can't afford to actually buy another one it's ridiculous it's so like you're buying bad. a game twice to play the same game oh man yeah oh yeah uh, yeah yeah the vita that's the thing it was like the with the vita or i'm sorry the um the psp at least you could still use memory sticks right and so you had that i mean obviously the the games themselves were on a prior proprietary like disc um but the memory card expansion, like you could, you know, download games and put it on there and stuff. And, um, and then, you know, obviously when people hacked it, it made it super awesome and easy, but yeah. um, it seemed like they just, they did like a 180 with that, yeah. um, you know, from the, from the PSP to the Vita. And it's one thing, like if, if you come out with a pr- proprietary uh, like uh, memory and things like that, but if you're going to do it, you have to make it uh price competitively to you know the other types of uh cards out on the market so like yeah. you know more expensive than anything else you could get out there it's just it it pissed me off and so i refused to buy uh upgraded uh storage for that i was like i'm not yeah. going to give them my money for that like but i mean there's tons of stuff that they screwed up with on the vita I mean, we could be here all day talking about that but yeah yeah um, but- that is such a good little system. It's probably one of my, outside of the Game Gear, it's my favorite handheld. Um, so it's just, it's so good. So much better than the 3DS and stuff. Like, I love my 3DS, but 
the Vita was miles ahead. I, I would lo- have loved to seen what Sony could have done with uh, like a Vita two, uh, and mm. just seen how it, it would have continued to evolve and stuff. There was just. I don't know. If I keep talking, I'm going to make myself mad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They screwed it up so bad. So, um, oh, lastly, um, I got uh, health insurance again. So um, when you're in the military, it's something you really don't have to worry about because the military gives you health insurance and you have really good health insurance. You don't pay anything for it. I think for my family, I was paying like $15 a month for health insurance for my whole family. And then like $30 for uh, dental and stuff and so now that i'm out i had to figure out um what insurance i'm going to get and so thankfully uh because i'm a military retiree i could still keep tricare prime which was technically what i was yeah what i was on before um and except now i have to pay a little bit more money it's still not that much i pay i think it's uh about 50 dollars a month or so um okay What I was going to say, we don't have to start talking about what we pay for health insurance because that could be a whole other podcast, too. Yeah, it's just I, I just wanted to say, like, I, I know a lot of people like it sucks because people are paying so much for health insurance. It's ridiculous. And so it it, it sucks that people are having to pay so much. It's a complete outsider to the U.S. Um, can I just ask roughly how much does health insurance normally cost people? Because I've been told it's, it's really expensive. There is no answer for that. Okay. It is all over the place. <laughs> wow. It is Are we quite like hundreds of dollars a month? Or? Oh, it could be that. It could be thousands. Really? Oh, my it God. It could be over $1,000 a month. Probably Jeez. if you're someone who's like elderly and has a history of medical conditions right, and things like okay. that. So you're probably an at-risk type of um, like customer, I guess. Um, it's not just that. And, I don't want to. This is part of my job, and I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about oh, okay. my job. So okay, we'll say shot. one other thing. Uh, thanks to, um, I'm pretty sure Obama did it. Was um, when they raised the, um, I guess the maximum age where uh, a parent can have their child um, still on their insurance plan. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think before it was like 18, and now I, I believe it's like mid 20s or something like that. 26. 21. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something. So, yeah, all this 26. is fascinating to me because because we just we do have private health insurance <laughs> in the UK. Just it, it's I know a couple of people are on it. It's like you know forty sixty pounds a month or something. So not terrible, but because we get free health insurance, like healthcare, we well we paid isn't in our taxes, so it's technically not free. But we but yeah, we just, it's not. This is a weird thing for us. The whole American medical insurance and yeah, it's horrible. Um, yeah, you guys but also have like it. seven people in your country, whereas we have like five billion. <laughs> Probably hey, a little good. more. Complicated. I mean, you're that number's getting accurate, taken though. care of real quick over here too, and that's our doing as well. But that's besides the point. <laughs> it's Scotty. not better over here, to be honest. Uh, anyway, yeah, Scotty, moving on. Oh yeah, uh, great transition because I went to Walmart recently, and we're all gonna fucking die. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to Walmart yesterday for the first time during quarantine, and I have, I have, guys, COVID's not going to end anytime soon because of how goddamn stupid this country is. We're talking about a dude walking around with a carton of iced tea and his mustache just down on his chin, just gulping it. I think that was an employee. It was a 50-50 shot, then an employee had their mask on all the way. Most of the dads around, they had it down to their nose, and I'm just like... That's not how, you know, I don't know. I Can we go home, please? Because I'm getting stressed out oh just being God. here. Um, but uh, it's just so many noses, and it was horrible. Um, but outside of that, 
positive things with the quarantine. I've been, uh, since I have less, less access to my drums, I've been learning more songs on the guitar. Um, I'm not that great at guitar, and but I've been learning. I try to learn a song a week or every two weeks, sure. uh, and I have a little bit of a handicap with my um, – oh, we can show the viewers now. Um, my finger, <laughs> my left ring finger does not straighten all the way, and I cannot make oh, a wow. complete fist with it. Um, so that makes bar chords and different things difficult, a little difficult on the guitar, but um, I'm learning to get around that stuff. Um, do you guys want to hear that, the story of how I did injury? that? No, yes. definitely not. It, uh, no, okay, it's a it's, it's an injury. idiot teenager injury. Um, <laughs> so fell. when I I was walking home from school, um, I live close to my high school, so I always walked home, and I um, uh, had uh, I always wore skater shoes as a kid, and those are flat. And when you're walking on ice, I thought it'd be really cool to try to like slide down this part of the trail, and I slid, and my buddy was there with me, and I caught myself on a fence nearby. Uh, and not even a fence. It was literally posts and a chain link and then posts and like one chain rope and then a post. And so I tried to catch myself, but instead of catching myself, it hit my finger and it literally bent it back to touch my hand. Um, so I didn't feel anything and I just knew it didn't look right. So what did I do? I taped a little wrench to it and we went to the mall that night. Uh, the next day I got it checked out at the doctor because I'm a goddamn idiot um i had essentially shattered almost nearly shattered all the bones in this knuckle um and so i had to go to occupational therapy for it for a while um and i just worked on straightening it out and doing whatever to it and if i try if i hold it for a while i can make a complete fist i i just slacked off on that i was a stupid high schooler um but so I um I don't this isn't going to pick up but there's a scar right there cuz they had to cut it open to do some stuff and then put pins in it and then cut it open on the side to take the pins out um so like when it gets cold my finger changes colors cuz of the scar tissue um oh, wow. but and it's still pretty sensitive. Like if I ding it off something for a split second, oh. it's the worst pain in the world. But then it, it'll go away. But it's still like, oh yeah, I broke that finger. Oh, you know. But um, so with that, it's a little harder to do some chords on guitar. Storming, like finger starts getting achy and stuff. Yeah, oh, it starts to tingle. <laughs> my storm senses. Yeah. yeah, that's my fun <laughs> dumb pass. That's the only bone I. No, I broke my pinky. And those are the only bones I've broken, despite some of the dumb things I've done. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I don't play drums as much right now, so I'm playing guitar. Got to do something. I'm kind of trying to work up my way to have enough courage to do a stream of an acoustic set. Um, and uh, that's a combination of things. Like, for instance, the guitar I have is not the best acoustic, but it's Rachel's and the... Um, for any musicians listening, the the action is really high, and I don't feel comfortable taking it somewhere to get it repaired right now and having someone handle it. Um, mm. Not repaired because it's not broken, but to get it fixed. So the strings are higher up, so it's harder for me to press down on them. It's it's whatever, but um, so that's something. But it's I mean it's 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 really awesome to be at home and working because I can just like my guitar, my cool. Oh, you guys can also see my cool dumb like stickers because i've had this since i was like 17 so it's really neat to put punk rock stickers on your guitar and stuff but um but uh so it's really nice to have that right next to me and just play a little bit while i'm waiting on something at work or uh it gives me an excuse to stand up 
and play the guitar rather than sitting in my seat all day. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what my life is. Uh, and today I bought, today they came in, I bought two brand new monitors. Um, and I went from these stupid little, not almost four by three, like 17 inch monitors to two 24 inch wide screens. And it's amazing. (laughs) Um, it's so good, and I just now it feels like I have, despite the fact that I've had this computer for almost three years, now it feels like I have a new computer because I have yeah. those were. I mean, you know, thank you. I'm not sure your computer now, Scotty. Yeah, the whole thing. But shouts out to my buddy Alex who gave me two free monitors. They got me through two years. So, um, and then lastly, I, I uh, did an unboxing randomly of Xeno Crisis on the Dreamcast. Um, I. Uh, I unboxed that one because I bought that physically on Dreamcast because it was a little cheaper. Uh, and then after the fact, found out that it can use the crazy virtual on twin sticks. So oh, I man. need to I need to stream that soon using it. Um, but my unboxing videos are just another release, and it was fun to do that again. So I might start doing those more. I just don't buy physical new games. So when I get a physical game, like before that one, the most recent physical thing I bought was Monkey Island on ps4 through limited run so that's not like a new release oh, wow. but maybe i should just unbox for the sake of unboxing um but uh yeah, trying I think to there's get... limited run games especially but, yeah you know they're good um the uh i'll, I'll grab it for our listeners because they'll appreciate how they packaged this one though because monkey island is in the long box uh like Ooh. it was on sega cd and everything um so it's Excellent. pretty cool but um, I think that because don't you remember when Josh was talking? This was years ago, I think, before they started doing these Sega CD boxes about how they basically um, ordered a bunch of Sega CD cases and they were going to sell them on their website. And I think instead they had a better idea and decided to start using them for limited edition releases and stuff like that. Um, uh, before we move on, I did want to say, Scotty, about um, Xeno Crisis. Um, I just found out that they're also bringing Xenocrisis to Neo Geo, and I was, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and so I messaged them on Twitter. I'm like, hey, what about uh, like the MVS? Are you guys going to have an Jeez. actual version for that? And they are, and it's up for pre-order right yep. now. I want to say it's like $150 though. Sure um, is. Which is, uh, I really want to get it though. Uh, yeah, like, really you and Antichrist are both insane. Really, um, really bad. They, yeah, they released it. They released it physically on Genesis and Mega Drive, and on AVS and MVS, uh, Dreamcast, and just recently it went up for sale on PlayAsia for Vita. So I actually grabbed that um, because it includes the soundtrack, which I already have, but I just really wanted a Vita game. Um, and the Vita game soundtrack, limited edition, numbered for like thirty-five dollars. So I was like, okay. Special edition of a Vita game for thirty for one of the last Vita games. Yeah, I'm gonna do that because I like that game a lot too. Um, nice. So yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing. What about you, Ooh. Graham? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I haven't been doing too much. Um, I did go to a supermarket today for the first time in a very long time. Actually, um, just had to pop in to do a couple. I had to return. I had to return one of the ring fits that I bought. Um, the one oh, that um, wait, didn't go to you, Scotty. Yeah, so um, the games, uh, the place I bought it from is a place called, it's this long, complicated thing. There's a place called Argos over here, which sells almost everything. It, this, Argos. Okay, here's the thing, but for, for people who don't know about Britain or England, 
Argos was the internet before the internet. It was like you, the Amazon before the internet that? existed. Is it just like A-R-G-O-S? Yeah. So Why did you take it back? Okay, so I've got my own one. I've sent one to Scotty. I've but, been uh, trying to get one. You, Chris, you should have told me, I, I didn't know you had an extra one. <laughs> yeah. We were speaking out of the chat because, um, uh, was it, was it, oh, wait, who was, it was it Brett who wanted the other Corey. one? Corey. Now? Uh, Corey, Corey is yeah, the reason so... that Rachel and I got a Switch, and that's practically a therapeutic thing right now during quarantine. And so I wanted to pay him back because he's been looking for a ring fit for a while. And then, and then Graham, I think we mentioned this on here, but long story short yeah. is Graham was like, look what I've been doing. I'm like, how the fuck did you get a ring fit? You, what, how many goats did you sacrifice? He's like, oh, they're just over here. Like in the whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna DM you real quick. And then ask you to get one for us. And it was so easy. So I was like, could you get one for Corey? And I could send that to him as like a thank you. And he got two, but Corey found one just walking into Walmart <laughs> and back in Arkansas. Uh, so I took one back today, literally today. Um, you want to go back to the store later, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. If you, if you really want one, I can go and get them. I'm not going to make you go back. I'll find one eventually. But I've oh, tried, I I was trying to get one um, on Amazon and just try to – I found one at a Target like an hour away from me, and I was going to go there and get it, um, but it ended up selling out before I could even leave Okay. I, yeah. I don't know when it will come back. The thing is, over here, they're limiting one stock per customer. So the place I got my original one from, I couldn't get another order from um, because it's tied to this address. So the thing about Argos is they've got an online website, which I ordered Scotty's through. And then you can also do um, a pick up and collect sort of like order. So I did another order where I didn't log into the site. I just I sort of paid the money up front and I got like a number and basically went to the store and got it basically. But um yeah, Argos is one of those places that sells like almost anything, basically. And before the internet existed, you walk into the store, they have a big catalogue of stuff, and like there's like um like, like a, a physical th- book? Like a physical book, which they also <laughs> had ones you could take home and stuff. So you could be at home. At Christmas time it was always exciting, and like your parents would have here's the Argos catalogue, what would you like this Christmas? Like <laughs> so you open yeah, that, they like, got, like, like, Russ and stuff too, yeah. like um, Sears. Okay, Sears yeah. catalogue. Yeah, Sears was but, awesome. But, uh, Toys R Us. You know, you go into shop and they've got um, all the stuff on the on the stock. Well, they don't anymore, but when they existed, <laughs> right. you had everything on the shelves. How dare and stuff. you? Argos, yeah. Argos wasn't like that. Argos was the almost opposite of any other shop ever. You walk into the shop, they've got like all these magazines, catalogs out on display, which have like plastic plastic bindings on them, so you can't like ruin them or rip them out. Um, you then find the code you want. And originally, you know, like more modern day ones, you've actually got computer screens like iPads to type in your product to do a stock check yourself and also put the order in. Um, but before you have a little piece of paper, you write down the numbers you want, the products you want. You go up to a till and go, these are the things I want. They go, okay, they type it in and they, they, they will double check the stocks in there and stuff. And then they'd say, okay, that'll be X money. And then you pay them. And then you go around the corner to like an like a area where they've got seats and then you wait, and basically it's a big warehouse at the back, and magically from nowhere these little elves would come out and like deliver your package. They go, customer number fifty six, come to checkpoint A, and they walk up and they they check your ticket. They go, here's your stuff, and you walk out, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was like the, basically it's the internet before the internet, and it's just yeah. no other shops ever done it like that. That's but weird that that didn't they... catch on. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's, so, it's like it's like argos like we're gonna do it this way we think shops should be like this and every other shop went nope 
<laughs> like <laughs> there was something it wasn't exactly like that but um scotty did you guys ever have like uh it's called like service merchandise when you're a kid up um the phrase sounds familiar but i don't know if i took part in it yeah it was it was like a kind of like a department store but you would go and um I don't know how you do it. Like, I guess you'd have some sort of like tags that um, each product would have. And I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, and then you'd go like to check out, but there was like this big long conveyor belt and your stuff would come out on a conveyor belt. And so you'd like wow. buy it. And then I guess some people in the back in like a stock room would just go put it on the belt and then your order would come out and it would just be there and you'd pick it up and oh, walk out. That's the name of the store. Yeah, service Weird. merchandise was the the actual name of the of the place itself. Huh. Man. Yeah, we had I like know. one growing up here. <laughs> oh, it looks like they filed for bankruptcy back in 02. Oh, wow. I'm uh... surprised it lasted that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you just <laughs> described, yeah, yeah what, talk shit. what you both kind of described is almost how wedding registries work anymore. When you walk into a store and if they have a computer for that, you just look up if it's in the store and then be like, where is this thing? And you either tell someone to go get it for you, or you find it yourself and then go pay for it. But okay, <laughs> Argos, nice. um, Argos anyway, will Argos. get it for you. Argos, <laughs> Argos has that in now... stock. Sorry, they sound like a giant cyclops or something. It's the name of some sort of like, uh, like, like Greek <laughs> god or something. Because my brother named his dog that. Okay, I found it. Uh, our... Okay, yep. Oh, dude, I was close, but way off. Argus Panoptus, or Argos, was a hundred-eyed giant in Greek mythology. He was a giant, the wow. son of Arestor, whose name Panoptus meant the all-seeing one. He was a servant of Hera. One of the tasks that were given that? to him was to slay the fearsome monster Echidna, wife of Typhon, which he successfully completed. He killed Jesus Knuckles, wow. parents. <laughs> there you go. There's your Man. Greek corner. Uh-huh. Greek mythology is amazing. I love that. Um, anyway, the, the point, the reason why I had to go into a supermarket. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's how this started. The reason I had to go to a supermarket was because there's a big supermarket chain over here called Sainsbury's, and they own Argos now. They bought them out a few years ago. And so some, some of these bigger Sainsbury's like supermarkets have an Argos within them, uh, like a little area that you go to, because they, they don't need as much space. That's the great thing about them. And uh, they use the same warehouses like the supermarket does. Um, and yeah, anyway, so I went into the supermarket, gave the ring fit back. I sort of said, oh, yeah, I bought this for someone, but they've already got it. So can I have my money back? And they're like, yes, please stand behind the line because you're too close to me. Okay. Uh, COVID. <laughs> that I, I doesn't that happen in this goddamn country. No one would <laughs> ask you that in this fucking stupid country to step back from the counter. No one. They'll just be like, all right, whatever. Here's your mocha stump and fucking pull your mask down and expose all of us so you can have your caffeine fix, you goddamn <laughs> yeah. idiot. Go play Fortnite or something. I, I don't to... know. I hate everything. I felt I felt kind of embarrassed because I had to step forward to actually hand her my thing because I had to step over the line and I sort of stood there and she asked me she, like, she asked me for the receipt so I started putting it up on my phone and she's like oh could you stand back please like kind of kind of afraid that she wanted to ask me and I was like oh god yes sorry and I had to sort of run back like ten feet and go hi um, yeah anyway um, and then I went into the supermarket uh... and it was dead like there was like no one in there it was really weird it's such it's like shopping in the zombie apocalypse at the moment it's very yep. strange although I keep hearing. Most people go shopping at the moment in all the big queues, and I had nothing today. It was like it's like hmm. four other people in the supermarket. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's by the by. Um, so that was 
one vaguely interesting thing that happened to me this week. And the other thing is, um, I finally got my hands on a Striker DC um, controller, uh, oh, Dreamcast nice. controller right by nice. Retro Fighters. Yes. It still looks um, like it's made so... of clay. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's actually pretty solid. Um, so I've actually done an unboxing and a review of this, a video review. So I'm still in the process of editing it, but hopefully expect it on the website very soon. Um, should I give some initial How thoughts now? Can I, see the, can I see the triggers? Yeah. I just want to... Oh, whoops, I oh, just man, dropped down my broken. computer. <laughs> uh, um, okay, they are wider. Oh, oh, okay. Wow, okay. They look like actual triggers. Yeah, it feels cool. good. I, I lost mine. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Is it not, even, not even I got one of those two, just I lost mine. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 God damn it. I, I came in the mail. I took it out of the box, played with it for a few seconds. I was like, oh, that feels pretty good. Put it back in. And I put it in my closet, and it was, like, right before I started moving everything to the storage unit. And I actually went over there specifically to go get it because I wanted to try Xeno Crisis mm, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't fucking find it. So I don't know where that oh, thing hmm. It's around That's somewhere. Right. Did you leave it they, in um... the box? Because might, you might have, like, tucked it away still in a box somewhere. It, it, I put it back in the box, yeah, and I was just looking for the box, and I could yeah. not find. Yeah, um, it's funny actually mentioned the, the triggers, Scotty, because it's actually in the video I bring up something about the triggers, which I'm not okay. going to say on the show just to entice people to watch the video. But yeah, there's a thing I talk about the triggers with. Um, I literally have a Dreamcast controller. Hold yours up, and we'll compare <laughs> right now. There's the triggers for that. Look at those beefy, beefy things to those wrap your fingers beefy. on. Yeah, those look much better. And just like the, I'm sure you did this, but yeah. I don't uh, understand why they didn't just add a second analog. Is it the exact same start there. button? No, the start button. Well, the start button is the same. It looks like identical. Shape. Okay, it's actually shallower. You don't know if you can see that. It's oh, yeah, I do see that. Shallow. Okay, interesting. Um, that's another thing I mentioned in my video. Yeah, I kinda... um, and they've also got the they've got the turbo and the clear button as well, which is two other oh, okay. buttons, and they've got. Um, L and R bumpers as well, as well as the triggers. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, and that's my, that's my point. That goes back to what I was saying. Like, if you're going to go add more buttons, why not just throw in an extra analog stick? Because here's the thing: we understand it's not going to work on existing games, right? But you'd allow developers to add in a an option in games where you can mm. go in and set like you have a third party controller that has dual analog sticks. So for something like uh, Xeno uh, Crisis, yep. you could actually use dual analog sticks in that, and that would it would make cool. it would make for shooter. It would it would completely change the game for like first person shooters on yeah. the, right. the Dreamcast because it's it's practically unplayable for a lot of those games. It's just it's such a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the thing is though, they could they yeah they could actually have it because basically these bumper triggers they actually mimic what the LNR triggers do. So for fighting games, that's what they're basically there. They don't—you can't actually program to do anything else. They actually mimic what's there already. So the analog stick, if they had one on this side, it could mimic what this analog stick does. So for first-person shooters, mmm. you could have it oh, so that see. You, you are using the D-pad to move, and then the analog yeah. stick maybe to to look, which is what more modern layouts do. Um, oh. So you could actually do that, I reckon. So I reckon they could actually put that in and make that work. Um, We'll, we'll, we have to make our own controller. We'll call it the and as you said, Chris, for more of like new games. <laughs> release a mega controller, you just say. Yep. 
Okay, yeah. yeah, they could do. They could do. Uh, yeah, so anyway, expect a review of that um, on the website, hopefully very soon, once I've done editing, because I forgot how long editing takes, because, uh, yeah, um, I had this great idea for the video, and it might be too much, but we'll see. It, um, hmm. Anyway. What cool. uh, what program are you using for editing now, Graham? Uh, Premiere Pro. Adobe. Okay, so have you tried um, Premiere uh, Rush? I've never even heard of that. It's, it's a new... Um, like program that Adobe's come out with. And the idea is it strips out a lot of like the more high end, uh, like tools and stuff okay. that, um, that like real, like legit editors need and stuff and, and gives you more of a streamlined experience. But I, I used it to make Jamie's uh, birthday video, um, a few weeks back and it was so easy. It automatically like saves to the cloud and stuff. And, when you're done, you just export it, and you don't even have to like worry about saving it locally because it's all saved in the cloud with every step okay. that you do. Um, if you have like an Adobe CC uh, like license, I would just yeah, download totally. it and check it out because I, I, I still suck <laughs> at, at Premiere. It, I'm not good with it, um, but I was able to to get up and running with Rush like in a few minutes, okay. uh, and it's 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 really easy. I mean, it has. It has most of the major stuff that you need to be able to do. Um, and it has like drag and drop functionality with like different um, files, like audio, video, all sorts of stuff. So if you're looking to to just get something out in kind of a quick manner and you're not looking to like do a lot of like crazy stuff, um, I was just just trying that. Okay, I'll, I may have a look at that then. That's awesome. Good tip. It also nice. has uh, faster cars and the arcade port is great. <laughs> San Francisco Rush. I know Rush. what you're doing. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I, I need my drums that, right but... here. <laughs> oh dear. I, okay. One, um... uh, my last note on the on the fighter pad, the fight, the fight pro, the Dreamcast controller you just showed us. I, I do want one of those, but if I got one, I'd have to have four altogether. So I just don't. I just I'm stopping myself. Yeah. You know. Because I feel and like I if, so, if one person guy. had them with my with people over, I feel like if one person had it, they'd have some unfair advantage, and it would just be like first grade all over again. We're like, I want well, that we controller. We'll have to we'll have to wait for Graham's review to find yeah, out. Yeah, you have to wait for my review. True, um, you might be better yeah. off with just keeping your regular controller, Scotty. Mm -hmm. One one thing I will say that is slightly annoying for people, especially outside the the US, is that the shipping on this is actually quite expensive. It's like about mm -hmm. twenty dollars. But it's not Ooh. like shipping per order. Basically, it's per unit. So if I was oh. to order two of these, it's like $40. That's dumb. So it's, yeah, because I was going to order two. And I was like, I can't really afford to order two because the shipping is really expensive. And that's like the lowest this. price shipping as well. Yeah, and I will say this, like for people that get, are pissed off at that, like I ship stuff. I ship worldwide with Megavisions and... Like, I think we charge fifteen dollars uh, to ship um, an international order, uh, but just shipping one issue uh, to the UK is about eighteen dollars. So we're actually like, you know, we're actually losing some money for you know on on shipping and stuff for every issue that we we sell worldwide um, because it's just shipping. It's 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 so insanely expensive yeah. to get stuff it's, international. It sucks. Even in annoying. Canada is is really expensive for some reason <laughs> yeah i yeah um i mean I'm, I'm i'm happy i ordered it and stuff but yeah that's just one thing that, like if i did need to order four i'd be like oh yeah need to they should be able to combine shipping and and give you some 
you, you should be able to get some sort of discount. I mean, that's what um, big retailers do, you know, like if, yeah. you're, if you're doing that, like you'll be able to combine shipping and get some sort of discount on it to, because shipping four of those is there's no way that's going to cost $80 just in shipping yeah. um, for them. It's not going to, I can't imagine it would be anywhere near that. And that's on top yeah, of the $50 uh, price tag of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, just looked that up. I was looking that up. They even have yeah. a thing on their site it says or for interest free payments of twelve fifty by quad pay. <laughs> Let's do that with uh with an issue of Megavisions. Like we'll set up a quad pay thing and they could just four yeah. easy payments of like two dollars and fifty cents plus shipping. That could work. Some totally. people might go for that. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so we're going to take a quick break here and uh, be back in a second. Cheers. Okay, so now on to the mailbag. Scotty Moe. Yes, now everyone can see the mailbag that I would use to unzip. So we'll go, ahead, we'll go ahead and unzip her, and then we'll see what we got in the mailbag this week. What? Nothing, because nobody asked anything. Oh, that's fine. The, the, the first week we can actually show it, and no one's actually lost us anything. <laughs> Is that irony? I'm not sure. Probably not. But um, yeah, just bad luck, I guess. Yeah, everything's uh, fine, okay, honey. So... That was just me dropping stuff. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? In trouble. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, if you do have any questions for us for the show or anything, um. Yeah, just send them in on our social channels. Uh, we're on things. Ninjas? Yeah, that was uh, the thing. Some, one of them that fell on my lap. I do have the Game Gear version of Surf Ninjas. Oh, excellent. <laughs> it's not uh, That's there's, there's a video review in there, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> my review will just be go watch the movie. <laughs> and then play the game. Yeah, but um, we need like 1,800 words, Scotty. So just yeah. try to stretch that a couple, a little bit. Copy and paste. Uh, Fine. Yeah. <laughs> um okay so ever since we don't have any questions let's uh go with the news so we're actually mixing up the news a little bit um what we're going to do is that we're each going to pick two news stories that we've heard this week so that can be anything from entertainment so video games movies tv shows something we're all interested in um, you know, to spread out the uh, conversation a little bit um, and, yeah, bring some different news to you guys who are watching uh, or listening. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, Scotty, my friend, would you like yes. to take it away? I found out that Comic-Con is happening at home this year and they release their panel schedule and it is massive. Um, so also with Comic-Con, just get ready for general crazy announcements of toys and collectibles. Uh, I do still plan on getting those dumb Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shell toys. Oh, you are uh, going to get them, huh? I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm not going to try super hard, but I'll be on Target's website that day. Um, but uh, honestly, though, it's kind of cool with some of these at-home conventions because people can actually see all the different panels that are happening, realistically yeah. anyway. Um, as opposed to maybe being there or trying to keep up with stuff online. Um, 
but yeah, so they so that on that side of things, I think it's awesome. Uh, there's I don't I pasted the I pasted the list here. I don't know if you guys saw anything that caught your eyes right away, um, but it's Thursday, July twenty third through. There even is a panel on Sunday with Looney Tunes, um, but mainly the the big bulk of it is the twenty third of July through the twenty fifth of July. Um, but uh, it is. It's got a lot, and they were saying how Disney Plus is going to announce some stuff. Marvel's going to announce some stuff. That's one and the same. Um, but I'll just I'll I'll toss a couple out there. There's something with Star Trek Universe, Crunchyroll, um, the Wonder Woman, Superstars of the Paranormal. That's apparently a Travel Channel thing. Uh, there's new stuff for the uh, the boys have a panel. Um, Ooh, oh, Superstore does. Wow. I literally We're just doing noticed a Constantine fifth. 15th anniversary unit with Count Reeves on Saturday. That is awesome. He's going to be there for that and also Bill and Ted 3. Yes. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, there's. I just noticed this now. Uh, oh, and Rachel sure. and I have been watching the show Superstore. Apparently, they have a panel. So that's cool. Um, and oh, there's an MST panel. I'm very excited for all this now. Did you see there's a Shutter one Horse as well? Too. Yeah. Um, nice. I guess Shutter has a documentary coming out called. Oh no, the panel's called Horror is Queer, um, but they have a lot of LGBTQ documentary coming up, I guess, which I didn't even know about, but that's really cool. They um, actually have it's pretty neat on Shutter. You can actually, um, they have like a whole section of, uh, I think they actually call it like queer horror or something like that on in in the the channel. Um, but it looks actually like some pretty interesting stuff. I haven't like really uh, watched too much of it yet, but. Shutter yeah. is an amazing service if if you uh, are a horror <laughs> fan. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to get that There's one thing that just jumped out to me. Mm-hmm. On, sorry, on, on Saturday, Farscape to be continued. I said that. Yeah, I, was, I, I mentioned I that. I didn't hear that. Apologies. I didn't hear that. That didn't come out. All right. Farscape so, was awesome. Here, here's what I we'll do. I love Farscape. So. I'll go through and say some things I'm interested in, and then Graham can and okay. then Chris can so that we don't keep talking <laughs> over good. each other. Uh, I just Sorry. noticed the MST thing that's really cool. I think it's hilarious that there are two Walking Dead panels. Um, Bob's Burgers. Uh, there's a Simpsons one. Uh, I mentioned Bill and Ted. Even a Sailor Moon. Like Stuff all over the place, though, which is really cool, uh, and it's going to be exciting. Graham, what did you find that caught your eye in that panel listing? Okay, I guess I can mention a couple of them already, but um, the His Dark Materials, I'm a big fan of the uh, Philip Pullman books. Um, like, uh, they, they made a terrible movie many years ago called The Golden Compass, um, which is based oh, yeah. on um, the franchise. Um, the books are brilliant, though, so good. So, um, and I know there is a TV show, um, oh, uh, but yeah, that. I haven't actually seen it. I think, that, I don't know if it's a British, I don't know if it's, this might be the same thing as the British one, so pretty sure there's a british one um that's out which is really good but anyway um so i don't know if it's talking about that or something um what else i just see um charlie's theron evolution of a badass an action hero career retrospective that sounds interesting i don't know about you guys I'm i have no idea what that, that is uh, i'm hoping charlie's theron is there but who knows it sounds like um, it's just chronicling her career and that she's done maybe. like lots of she's had an awesome career she, I, I i really yeah. respect her as a she's an amazing awesome. actress i think she's brilliant um and the final one i guess the one that's really jumped at me is farscape to be continued because i love farscape back in the day um yeah um the only other show i, I think i love as much is firefly um which oh wow yeah sadly i mean I, some people seem to hate firefly i think it's brilliant but yeah 
anyway uh chris what did you like out of those ones i guess <laughs> um like you farscape is is uh, i'm really interested in that uh shutter has some cool stuff uh the villain ted based the music uh and the constantine panels uh, look oh, nice. awesome to me so hopefully i'll remember and watch it but we'll cool. <laughs> i won't be surprised if i completely forget and just nice. it, it's i imagine most of the stuff's going to be on youtube though probably yeah yeah maybe. yeah oh i've uh, seen the Order season two to three. I've actually been watching The Order on Netflix. I love it. Um, it's not amazing, but I still really enjoyed it. But yeah, hmm. something's going on with that. Okay. Yeah, I um, yeah. To no I surprise think. to anyone, the only thing I know about Farscape is commercials I saw on Sci-Fi when Sliders was on Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, um, but that lots cool. of stuff going on though. Uh yeah, and surprisingly some companies actually backed out of Comic-Con even with this digital stuff, so there was going to be even more somehow. Um Wow. But that uh, there's always normally I forget the Comic-Con is even happening cuz there's like one in every state now, but also the big ones like this, I forget until someone's like, did you see what DLC is coming to this game that they announced at Comic-Con in tie with the movie? I'm like, what? Oh, Comic-Con. And then it's like, blah, flood of announcements related to video games and other stuff. So it's always exciting. Um, <laughs> so probably lots of stuff will come out of that. My other little tidbit of news was that limited run games did their LRG three presentation. Um, instead of E3, they have LRG3, which is where they basically just announce everything they have coming up in the year, the different deals they've struck. Um, <clears throat> some Sega mentions on there was uh, Space Channel 5 VR is coming physically. Uh, there's a Grandia collection. Um, Mega Dimensions Neptunia is getting a, a launch on Switch, I believe. And then also Secret of Monkey Island collection is coming Ooh. out. I think that was PS4. And I believe Switch as well. I forget now. Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't put the list in here. If you guys want to click on the link, you can go check out everything that's on there. Uh, for me personally, some stuff that I do plan on grabbing. Um, Return to the Obra Din looks really cool, and I haven't played it yet. But I feel like S Switch would be a better fit than PC because I want to play that with Rachel. Um, it reminds me of a game that. If anyone will have heard of it, it'll probably be Graham because I feel like you know games that no one else knows that I mention a lot of times. But have you guys ever played the game Echo Knight on PS1? No, PlayStation 1 game I'm actually not very familiar with, I have to admit. I, I was very okay. late getting a PlayStation 1. I That's on PS1 after I got my Dreamcast. Um, okay. Maybe even after I got my Xbox, actually. Um, okay. So it sounds like you had... God, the... I got an Xbox and PS2 before I got a PS1. I just remembered. I got my PS1 secondhand for a friend. It sounds like you kind of went through the PS1 how I did the two. I got the PS2 after a roommate was moving out, and he just gifted it to me. And so I've not really sat down with anything on PS2. But no, Echo Knight on PS1 was a mystery game. Like you talk to ghosts and stuff on a ship, and that's sort of what okay. Oprah Din is. Uh, you're an insurance salesman. I forget the whole thing, but it's a cool mystery-type wow. talking adventure game. That's the one with that weird. Uh, it, it's almost like um, like dot art or whatever. What do you call that? It's like yeah, um, uh, not dot matrix, but um, yeah, um, yeah. It look the the visuals look amazing on that game. I, I really, I haven't really seen a game like that. I don't think. Um, yeah, and uh, but some other cool. ones that I'm probably going to grab that they announced was a Super Meat Boy Forever, probably physically on PS4, and then also a game that really looks like the thing, the video game called Carrion. Have you seen that? Uh, videos of that game, Chris? Because I think you'd be into that too. No, 
I don't I don't think so. I I thought I saw I must have just missed that. Um, um it's uh oh. it was announced a while ago, but it but the physical release was not until this thing. Um I can if you find a it's through Devolver Digital, so you know it's weird and cool. Um but yeah, those ones I'm probably gonna pick up. Uh crazily, they are also re releasing the first Shantae game on a Game Boy Color cartridge, also. They've done a lot with Shantae. (laughs) They're insane. Um, And and one last thing I'll say about it, and we can all kind of talk about the list of stuff. Uh, Apparently, they do have one more announcement that didn't get finalized legally before the whole presentation, so they have that in the pipeline pretty soon as well. Um, Something that people did care a lot about that I'm indifferent on is they're doing the Castlevania collection physically is getting released, the anniversary collection to Switch and PS4. Um, But yeah, what do you guys think? Anything else you see on there that you want to grab? Uh, I'll let you go first, Graham. I mean, episode one racer, um, pod racer. I love I that Star Wars. Say that one, yeah. um, it's so good. And Secret Monkey Island, I'm a big fan of the um the old the old Monkey Island games. I think they're really good. Um yeah, to be honest, I, mean, I like the Shantae games, but Game Boy Color? Really? Yeah. Um, well, they are doing other Shantae stuff. Uh Risky's Revenge is getting a Switch release, and that Game Boy Color game's also getting a Switch release, but um, and I want to correct myself because you mentioned Monkey Island. That's a PC re-release somehow. But they do, they did a Command ah, and Conquer okay. Collector's Edition, so they're probably going to do a Collector's Edition with this somehow as well. Um, okay. Yeah, so lots of so stuff. Are, on just there. out of curiosity, with, like with these, is this actually the remastered version where it's got like the updated graphics, but you could switch back to the old graphics, or which game? Do you know? Sorry, the Monkey Island. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, and okay. I, let's see if it because does anything for this one. Just wondering if it's like the Xbox 360 and PS3 versions, um, which were really good. Like they did such a good job of that. Although weirdly for Monkey Island 2, they screwed up the controls. Well, I say screwed up, they changed controls and they made it really hard to do stuff. Um, so I wasn't a fan hmm. and it instantly okay. turned me off. The first one though was brilliant. Um, I'm trying to see Secret if there Monkey is... Island is the first one, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm going to have to quickly Google that. Um, I don't think there is a change the graphics button. Oh, okay. So is it just like the original then? Probably. Okay, yeah, Secret Monkey I mean, is the first one. But, okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it's probably just up and doesn't look all pixelated and stuff. Kind of how they did. Has, they, it, hmm? has it got voice? Has it got voice acting? So for I, full voice I, acting. I don't know. You're asking me a lot of questions. (laughs) You've got the game in your hand, man. It doesn't say anything about voice acting. It has like an old back thing to it. I just wanted to get it to play a text, not an adventure game. And not sit in front of my computer because I'm weird like that. The special edition on Xbox and PS3, they actually had full voice acting for the entire game, which I thought was awesome. Um, Basically, just made the game really, really good. Um, I mean, the game was really good, but it just, yeah. Uh, they did a really brilliant job of that. Um, but yeah, um, Chris, anything there that you... Oh, actually, one one question there, actually. Mm-hmm. Extreme Sport. That's not the Dreamcast. Extreme no, Sport, it's I not. I thought uh, when I saw this. I, I did, like, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did, too. I, I saw just, that. I, There's... Just again. Oh. I was just like, there's no way that's what uh, game they're re-releasing. Why would anyone need that right now? Um, 
I'm, everyone, everyone needs that game. It's one of my favorite games. <laughs> okay, probably not one of my favorite games, but I do love that game a lot. It's I thought it was great for its time. Um, yeah, it's but, a yeah, way forwards game. game. Um, mm. Oh my god, that's getting a Game Boy Color release as well. So like a cartridge. I don't know what they're yeah. doing. They're insane. <laughs> insane, wow. um, and I love them. I love so, Women to Run. So Chris, sorry, out of that list, is there anything that you like the look of? Uh, the one that really stuck out to me that I got really excited about is the Grandia HD collection. Um, I remember back in the day, I would get into like flame wars with people on the old Sega forums arguing, and this is ha- it's so, so stupid, but we would argue over which was the better dream, uh, Dreamcast RPG between Skies of Arcadia and Grandia 2. And I Skies always said Grandia 2 was the better <laughs> one. Um, and I still stick to that today. I, I enjoy Grandia 2 better. I think the, the combat system wow. is, is a lot more fun. Um, I okay. actually enjoyed the uh, the battles in Grandia 2, whereas in Skies of Arcadia, um, if they weren't like the, the awesome like ship battles and stuff, I just kind of got tired of them. Okay. Uh, okay. I did watch the Carrion uh, trailer. Oh, that looked okay. pretty cool. I just um, it, it looked okay. like, what's that one old, like, uh, was it PC game? But it was released on everything where you're like, get the name of it it it, it set like um was it like flashpoint or flash god damn it i can't remember alone in the dark it, it... <laughs> not at all <laughs> that's how i feel right now trying to figure this game out but um no that that looks cool uh gradia hd collection like i said that's my biggest one um a boy in his blob was looked pretty cool i love that original one on the nes uh had a lot of fun with that renting that back in the day yeah, this one Blood was the one that was on Wii, I think. Sorry. Are you, were you talking about um, flash Flashback? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just looked at some screens of Carry On because I, I wanted to double check. But yeah, um, Flashback, yeah. Does it kind of remind you guys of that too? Just the way he kind of runs and how I can he's, see that. How it's like pulled back a little bit further than your standard kind of side scrolling uh yeah kind of the game. lighting effects and stuff it looks a lot dark like like darker like uh more grotesque sure. if that makes sense like yeah um but yeah no i can see that and that's a cool game uh so this could be also cool maybe yeah no i'm super uh, excited i think this was a, a really solid show uh, for the limited run guys <clears throat> so uh, mm. i'm i'm happy for them like they got some they they're they're getting some really big ip i mean there you have the star wars license yeah, you know some of these other games. That's that's pretty big, yeah. and they're finally you know working on some Castlevania game like this. So that's really cool. That anniversary collection, I'm absolutely getting that. I can't wait. Just out um, of curiosity, does, does Disney now own everything of Lucas Arts? Like, do they own I don't Lucas think Arts so. games? Because uh, I, I I don't. Th- well, the only reason I'm saying I don't think so is because I feel like it would be a nightmare for a limited run to get the rights to anything Disney. Yeah, I don't think curious. they bought Lucas Art, but they do obviously have like the Star Wars IP, like that goes with them. So, yes, I'm wondering who owns them. I'm wondering um, because the episode one Pod Racer was made by Lucas Arts, as was Monkey Island. Um, oh right, yeah, you're right. So yeah, I, it because, was. You're right. It, they do own it. It says on okay. Wikipedia. Yep. Wow, brilliant. And um, so that, that was pretty cool. I mean. Disney doesn't seem to make many games these days. I, I could be wrong on nah. that. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen an actual Disney-made game, so it's kind of cool to see 
that's coming out. Um, I know it's they're not a... technically making it. The Mrs. Right. is releasing it again, but, you know, um, it's cool that they're letting that happen, basically. If you didn't like Disney before, um, it says here also on April 3rd, 2013, Disney halted all internal development at LucasArts and laid off most of its staff. Yeah, so. I, th- I feel like that's how I kind of knew they owned it, because I vaguely remember they, they were the ones who like, basically shut <laughs> it down. It's like, it it said, however, <laughs> LucasArts remained <laughs> open so that it could retain its function as a licensor. So mm, that's, yeah. okay. that gives you your answer about limited run. There we go. Cool. Thanks, Disney. Yeah. Hope your uh, reopenings of the parks are going well, you fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> wow. Get you those games now to keep your money afloat. Graham, uh, did you see there's like eight <laughs> versions of the pod racer that you could get? <laughs> just that... go to limited. Just go to limited here. I'll just throw it into the chat. Just go to limited run games on their front page. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine different ways you can get uh, Star Wars Pod Racer. It's ridiculous. So, however you want to blow a hole in your wallet, you've got your options right there. Um, speaking of Disney titles, I mean, this is such a random tangent, but did you guys ever play Quackshot on the Genesis? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I love that game, and I found out that there was a Sega Ages uh, port on Saturn that has Disney's class, uh, Castle of Illusion, and also Quackshot. They were re-released on Saturn for some reason, and I illogically want that because <laughs> um, I any excuse to play more Quackshot because I don't think I have my copy of Quackshot anymore unfortunately um, or if I do it is the cartridge and it is oh no I'm, I found it never mind alright I don't need to buy it again until I forget about it next month um, that's kind of what I got though Graham did you see how many different times you can buy Podracer yeah, um, <laughs> I do quite like the N64 styling yeah, box, but speaking for the N64 boxes, they're hard to keep fresh. Yeah, um, screw that. They do get wear out quite quickly, but uh, that's pretty cool. That looks really sweet. Because when I first saw it, I was like, oh my god, they're releasing the N64. They are not. It's like the Switch and no. PS4 versions, but the yeah. N64 box art. Um, yeah, it's a shame that, I mean, for, for speaking for me personally, it's a shame you don't read limited run, don't make Xbox games. And I know the reason... Isn't there reasons like Xbox they require to have a bigger order of physical games or something to release an Xbox game? Yeah, I think something it is weird that. like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, limited run keeps a Switch and PS4. So like, it just annoys me that Microsoft have done that. Like it'd be cool to see some of these games on Xbox and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, I've downloaded the digital version of Pod Racer already on Switch, so I kind of don't need it. This is the thing about limited run game. Very few of the games actually interest me. I think it's cool they do it. For other people, like collectors and stuff, I don't have the space for physical games really anymore. So I'm trying to do more retro stuff and limited run. I don't really do so much. Uh, I think there's been one or two games I bought from them, but yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, Chris, what what news has tickled your fancy this week, my friend? Okay, so I started talking about uh, this bit of news in my kind of intro or whatever. Um, and then I realized like, wait, I can't keep talking about this because I'm talking about it later. So um, <laughs> this goes back to my, my mini rant that I was having about uh, sling and Fubo and the other like OTT providers. So this all happened in a short span over the past week or so that YouTube TV um, announced they're going to raise their prices um, about 30% uh, to $65 a month. Um, then Fubo um, mm-hmm. also announced that they're raising theirs to $60 a month. And the thing that really pissed me off about Fubo, wow. which that's who I had before, is they um, not only did they raise the price, but they also cut a lot of the uh, Turner 
channels. So TBS, TNT, uh, CNN, which I don't really care about CNN, but uh, TNT is where I watch uh, AEW wrestling. And I, I have to watch that every week. It's just part of my routine. And they cut that. So that's like, a I, I can't have that. That's like a game you know, changer for me. So I had to cancel Fubo. And like I said, I, I went back to Sling. But the thing here is that if you look over just the past two or three years, because that's really when a lot of these uh, services started becoming popular, like 2016, 2017 and stuff. So when YouTube first came out, YouTube TV, when it first launched in 2017, it was $35 a month. And so over the past, in three years, it's got raises prices wow. over a hundred percent so to, to where it's now 65 dollars a month um, Didn't know that. i'm sorry it's not quite a hundred percent but it's close uh but at the time they were just they had just like about 35 channels or so so it wasn't a lot um but what you see a lot of these uh providers doing and it's i don't understand it is because the i think part of the attractiveness with going from cable cutting cable and then going to these uh ott providers is that uh you can get like a la carte services so you can pick from like small packages paying like 20 to 30 dollars a month because you don't want all the bloat um, that you get with cable where you're having to pay so much money but over time all of these different like hulu tv fubo sling uh even PlayStation View would continue to add more and more channels and stuff uh, and slowly raise the prices. And what it, it ends up becoming is it essentially becomes cable all over again. Like you're, yep. you're running into the same problems with, you know, they're, they're having to re, uh, um, you know, re-sign all these carriers and, and networks, you know, once their licensing deals run out every few years. And so the, you know, the, prices get raised and everything else. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like me that just want a very kind of stripped down like cable service at a reasonable price. And that's all I'm looking for. Like I don't need all these stupid features, like a hundred or a thousand hours of, you know, uh, like DVR and all this other silly crap, like just cut all that stuff off and, and just give me, uh, you know, what I'm looking for. And right now, Sling is really the only provider that's doing that um, out of the big ones. Um, you can get basically with Sling, they have a, two different like tiers. You get a Sling Blue and a Sling Orange. And each of those are kind of different. Like, I think, I can't remember which one, but like Orange is for like more like sports and stuff. So it has more sports stuff and like ESPN, Fox, sports, that kind of stuff. And then there's other ones like geared towards more like news channels and things like that. Um, but amongst that, they all have a lot of the same stuff too. So you'll get like TNT, Cartoon Network, all that stuff. And it's all like 30 bucks a month. Or you can bundle them both together and pay like $45 a month or something like that. So you're still getting a, a decent deal there. Um, okay. But Sling is really one of the only ones doing that. All the other ones have, are just kind of the same it's you know what's really the, the big difference between hulu tv youtube tv fubo and all this other stuff it's just you're paying close to 70 dollars a month for these things and that's really just not the point of when people wanted to cut cable and so uh, my concern is that we're just kind of going down that same path um that we ended up doing with uh cable um, See, this, this is interesting tv go ahead Graham. tv and stuff oh Oh, there was lag. Sorry, I'm interrupting now. Oh, 
there must be a massive lag with me. Sorry. That's a bit bad. Um, can you hear me okay? Yep. yep. Good, okay. Oh, that's all good. Um, yeah, we don't have... We don't have YouTube TV or Sling TV or Hulu TV. Like, I know of Hulu. I'd never even heard of YouTube TV until this very moment. Um, and I know <laughs> it of used to Sling, be YouTube but Red, I think I that's think. from other stuff. Ah, yeah, okay. I heard of YouTube Red. Um, we have, like, some YouTube services. We don't have we don't have these over-the-top, um, I guess, uh, on-demand video services like that, though. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit interesting. Um yeah, it's, we have cable, we have satellite TV and stuff, so and packages like that. But uh, yeah, I didn't even know these were things. This is impressive uh, and shocking to hear that yeah. what's happening. Um, so my question for you, Chris, um, the only time we have Hulu and we have Prime Video and we have Netflix, um, that's it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only time we run into issues is when we want to watch a certain movie and we think like, oh, let's watch Three Men and a Baby. And we go to like, that was on Disney. But then I was like, oh, man, you know what's great? Uh, Adventures in Babysitting. And that's on Disney Plus, but it says not until like July of 2021 or something. So we try to find it elsewhere and we just can't. Because, I mean, they're not going to say, like, what service it's on when you're on Disney+. Plus. Like, go to this service instead. So sometimes we'll find it on Amazon, but then it's like, you need the Showtime app. And we're just like, fucking, you know what? We're going to fucking pirate it. Good job, uh, big-time corporations. Now you're forcing us to piracy because it's hard to just find one movie. Do you find that any app for you works better outside of Shudder, like, for trying to just watch a movie? Because that's seriously become a weekly issue for us. Yeah, the one thing that I, I found that is actually really good is uh, we have, we use the Amazon Fire Stick, uh, okay. and, and we actually have a Fire out. TV okay. in the other room, uh, so it's all built in. Uh, but that's good because they're continuing to integrate a lot of these uh, other like OTT services and other streaming channels into kind of the their search AI okay. or whatever algorithm. So when you search for something, say you're searching for adventures in babysitting, like it'll give you the option of buying or renting it from Amazon, which is yeah, usually like four bucks that. for yeah. HD, um, or it'll say like uh, more ways to watch. You click that and it'll give you options of like, hey, you can watch this in stars for free or yeah. you can watch it on like Disney Plus or something like that. So not all of them are integrated uh, like Shutter isn't, for example. So if say I wanted to watch like Hellraiser two, mm -hmm. it wouldn't bring up the hell the the Hellraiser thing for me uh, in okay. Shutter. It wouldn't say that that's available. So I do have those issues. There's a couple of websites that it's called like WhereToWatch.com or something like that. Yeah. You can put it in, and it yeah. it'll tell you all of those. But I found that even those um, aren't always very accurate because like licensing stuff comes and goes so fast. It does. That I, 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 I couldn't imagine trying to keep up with that stuff. Yeah. I, I remember having the issue. I forget which movie it was that we watched. It might've been spawn or something, but I rented it on YouTube and I forgot that I had only rented it. And so I tried to go back to find a screen cap for the header image for the podcast. And I couldn't watch the full movie anymore. I'm just like, Oh my oh. fucking God, this is so stupid. We should have an easier time than ever to watch whatever we want to watch right now and it's actually harder um we do I have think a because of that 
Oh, I'm sorry, Scotty. Go ahead. Oh, the last thing quick I was going to say is we have a Chromecast, but it's been hiccuping a lot, and you can't run certain apps through that, so I think we were leaning towards a Fire Stick anyway. Yeah, I think they're supposed to, and, and I think Amazon has some sort of big event, whatever their version of like the Apple event or whatever is. And usually that's when they uh, announce like new products. And so they'll usually will drop it like that day, like Sega Saturn Ooh. style, like where they're like, hey, here's the new next generation Fire Stick and it's available okay. order right now. Um, and so I think that's coming out, but even if you, if you wait and, and get, uh, wait for like a, a seasonal sale, you can find fire sticks for like 30 bucks or something right. like that really cheap. And it's worth it. Uh, the, the, like just the UI is just very slick. It's quick. Uh, you can do a lot with it. And if you want, you can, you can hack them too. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, do some, so I haven't bothered with that with, for, with mine, but, uh, I hear it's pretty easy. Um, from there so yeah i've heard that too yeah, yeah. Uh, i just i yeah. i'm just i'm i'm beginning to get, feel like more like an old man where i'm just like yelling about cable bills and all this other shit so um <laughs> retiring yeah yep that's this is the kind of stuff i get angry about now kids i mean it's just in my yard it's just it's crazy <laughs> to me where like how far it's come in just the decade because like in college and, and this is kind of an example of it. So in college, I found Lost in Translation, and I it was somehow a Bill Murray movie that I didn't know existed, and I totally torrented it in like two parts, and I watched it when I was home once, and I'm like, this is a great movie. And there was nowhere I could find it without renting it, and that's kind of when renting stores were just disappearing left and right, blockbusters and whatever were going out of business, but... Lost in Translation is now one of my favorite movies, and that was a result of torrenting that movie because it was so hard to find. And it's almost coming to that time again where we can't just get a movie legitimately. Like, we'll find the mirrored YouTube version. I'm not saying do this, but also the big companies don't need your money. But um, (laughs) it's just – it's so crazy how – weird and it's like a vicious cycle of having incredible access and then no access you know what i mean and that's uh, that's what i was going to say scotty um earlier is that i think what we're seeing maybe the early stages of is like a almost like from consumers wanting to go back and and have physical media again because they're tired of of that very same thing like the the licenses for for TV and, and and movies like comes and goes so quickly. Like there's not just you even with Netflix and you you can't be confident that your favorite movie is always going to be there. Um, unless like you know like the only I guess Disney you know because they own all this crap and they're the only ones yeah. that stream it now. So you know like where you you have to go for Disney stuff. But and and so what that's I've actually started buying like more physical movies and stuff lately. Uh, Shout Factory, include, baby. Shout Factory is awesome. But to include <laughs> also, um, I've been starting to buy some VHS movies as well. Uh, just like wow. on on uh, Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I found, I got this deal where I got like 15 VHS movies for three bucks. Oh my it had God. some awesome it had, um, And those are going to build the walls of the mega barn. It's going to be built out of your VHS collection. I bought, uh, it had Kingpin, E.T. It had like a bunch of, um, I didn't have any of the Star Wars movies, but it just had some old horror stuff in there. Um, and it was a, a good little bundle, three bucks. And so what I'm going to start doing, because uh, you guys know we're doing, I'm, I'm also doing the Blood Sucking Geeks podcast. 
Yep. So what I'm going to try to do each time for every movie that we watch on there is I'm going to buy like the collector's edition Blu-ray for those movies, but also <laughs> try to buy the VHS version of it as well. Um, and so one of our next episodes, we're doing Halloween Resurrection. And so mm. I, I found the Blu-ray, but the Blu-ray is out of print now. So that's actually hard to get. So you can't yep. buy that yep. anywhere. So you have to buy uh, on eBay usually. And, and so you can get the DVD version for really cheap. Um, but the Blu-ray mm. is hard to get. And then, uh, but I also bought the, the VHS version for like a couple of dollars and stuff too. So I'm waiting for that. Those to come in this week. Um, but yeah, just going back to your point, Scotty, I'm I'm kind of going that same route where I'm I'm getting fed up with all the streaming stuff because you just can't be confident that what you want to watch is going to be there. Yeah, yeah, I actually had this situation the other day. Um, so I've been going through all the Marvel universe, cinematic universe movies. Oh yeah, I had that. Um, yep. One by one, and on Disney Plus they've got all of them except for the Spider Man movies. So um, really, basically, and yeah. Well, in the UK, they don't. For some reason, they don't have the new the two Spider-Man movies, the ones with um, Tom Holland in. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I'd bought my brother a birthday present, which was the Blu-ray uh, double pack of both movies. There and since COVID, I haven't been able to give it to him. So I cracked that pad boy open and stuck it in. But there was one thing that really annoyed me about the Blu-ray and DVDs as well, that do this as well. It's all the freaking menus and stuff. I hate them. Like some of them you can't skip and stuff. I'm just like, I just want to watch the movie. It's right worse now. with Blu-rays. So streaming services, it's like streaming service. I love you because it's just instant. But yeah, I, the fact that I couldn't find it anywhere, it wasn't on any anything. I've got, I've got Disney Plus. I've got something called Now TV, which I don't think you get in America. Um, but they do a lot of big shows and movies. Uh, Netflix. I've got Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, and it wasn't on anything. So it's just like. Thank God for that Blu-ray. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to watch it. Um, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> Thank God for Disney+. Plus. We tried right. to watch those before Endgame came out. Rachel and I did try to go through all the Marvel movies. It was a fucking chore between what my roommate owned at the time, what I owned at the time, and like other people didn't. They weren't streaming anywhere. You couldn't find the first Hulk movie for some reason. Like Just ridiculous stuff. Wow. So I'm right there well, with you. The, the Edward Norton Hulk movie or the other Hulk movie? We, I mean, never mind the fact that it, you just had to like super specify your search to find a Hulk movie first, but um, it was harder to, I don't know, I, this could be a whole nother podcast. It was just hard to find certain movies that didn't make sense. They were difficult okay. to come by. Um, one last thing I'll say about all of this and Chris's uh, sickness of now acquiring VHS, um, I've noticed some things starting to release versions on VHS. Like a documentary I recently bought um, on Blu-ray, they did a VHS version, uh, and awesome. I've seen other stuff. Uh, one of the um, there was a documentary about rental stores, I think, that they released on bench on VHS as well. Yeah, I gotta That's find. Cool. You know what? I gotta. I'm gonna look that up right now just because I forgot about it, and I'll send that to you as well, Chris. Because yeah. I think you okay, dig thank it. Thank you. A, a few weeks that. ago, my mom threw away all my old VHS tapes. Except, except for my Jack and Chan collection. So What's re- is she that upset about Brexit? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, what movies did you because throw out of yours? We can't, we can't sell them anywhere here anymore. Oh, I had, like, tons. I had, like, a good, like, 50 to 100 VHS movies. I can't remember now. There's a, there's a handful she let me keep, mostly Jackie Chan ones, because Jackie Chan's way idle. Um, but, yeah, loads of stuff. Um, because you can't give them to charity shops anymore. You can't really, we couldn't seem to sell them. Um, yeah, but I couldn't actually, to be honest, I probably wouldn't be able to give them to you, Chris, because I don't think, 
our VHS tapes work with in your in your uh, VHS players over there. Well, go, your guys format. goes like the opposite way. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your toilets. <laughs> Exactly like it. Oh, um, there was a the, uh, this is a small rant, but James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, actually did a video saying DVDs are better than Blu-rays, and I almost 100% agree with everything he had to say in it. <laughs> I think I remember doing that because did he say something like um, DVDs had like way better content and stuff too, like additional yeah. content, just yeah, easier to navigate, like more obvious care was put into the menus and the bonus stuff and different things. Uh, on the actual discs, whereas there's literally a like a uh, um, uh, a template for Blu-ray menus. It looks like now just the generic like silver and like platinum kind of border and stuff. Um, <laughs> it was interesting, yeah. but yeah, it depends uh, on where you get them. A, but yeah, there's a mini rant I have about DVDs as well. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should say it. But, um, a mini rant. Go for I'm, it. I'll just say it. Screw it. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to think about it all night if we don't love when, talking. When DVDs first came out, there was this big promise of like all the cool features you could do with a DVD, and one of them I remember distinctly in adverts and like some even some movies promoting this for the DVD release. You can change the camera angle of the scenes. I haven't seen a single movie that's what? to do that. I've never there was heard a thing that. You could choose you, you could choose the camera angle, and I was just like, "That's amazing!" And my friends at school were ranting about it, going, "Oh my god!" Because at the time, I was like, "VHS is way better," because it's for some reason I don't know. I wouldn't tell you I, I what really that's for, Graham, my sweet summer child. Um, <laughs> have you ever watched porn on a DVD? <laughs> that's why they did that. What because really? You could switch scenes and other camera angles. Are you are you making this up right now? I'm not making it up because there's no real movie that's going to allow you to switch scenes. Like what feature length, like like theatrical movie is the director going to be? Like I'm fine with them switching scenes in this. No, what it is is like when you're watching a an adult film and you want to be like, okay, I don't like this angle because this dude's butt is right in my face you can switch it and you can switch to a different camera that's what that was for it's I not for like, actual movies and TV i feel series. like a full a full big production hollywood movie would have multiple cameras in some scenes whereas a porn movie would have like one dude with a camera just standing there well i mean there's that there are those movies graham yes there oh, are let's yes let's please talk about the different qualities of porn now <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, the, the fact is they, they really advertise right, something's going to get blown. It never bloody happens. <laughs> hey, never anyone who's got it. So, <sighs> well, um, okay, so here's to... I'll bring it back real quick. The documentary I was thinking of is called Adjust Your Tracking. It's about VHSs, actually, not rental stores. But I've heard very ah. good things about it. It's called Adjust Your Tracking. I, I put it in our chat there, but um, I haven't seen it. I need oh, to buy you. it. Yeah, nice, cool. There anyway, we go, Chris. Sorry, what's your other bit of news that you were? <laughs> <laughs> um, this I'll, I'll I'll go through this really quick because I don't think there's a ton we can say. But did you guys see that uh, Sony revealed the the PlayStation Five box art? Yes, I did. Yeah, I guess some of it got leaked, but then they actually someone uh, for Godfall they tweeted uh, it out, uh, and so it looks pretty much like your PS4 boxes yeah. like it's still blue like the, the the plastic's still blue they but at the top they have a, a white yeah. strip uh with the ps5 logo and the old school playstation logo next to it uh i think it looks fine like it's you know it's 
a lot of people are mad about it for some reason. Really? <laughs> I guess I don't know. Some reason somebody's I, mad on the internet. Yeah. Wow. Um, like I, I don't. The, the only thing I could say is maybe they they really wanted something new compared to because I mean PlayStation. Actually, I'm going to double check my PlayStation Three games what they look like. Um, they're clear. Remember, they had that clear case. They are clear, but this styling is still very similar. It's still got like right. uh, the PS3 up there, and you know, um, only on PlayStation or PlayStation Network, whoever's up there, and then the game. And that's basically what the PS1 and PS5 are. Um, but they've got because they've got the, the blue plastic. It looks a little bit different. But my only yeah, thing so is, I think the problem? white <laughs> equates it to the the like generic case, the store made cases that GameStop and other places would do. Mm-hmm. Because um, there was a lot of white I, on those, re- uh, I don't think it looks is, great. That reflects the that reflects the actual console because the PlayStation right, Five does. releases white. Yeah, the PlayStation Four had the blue the blue um, light on the controller, and because the, the PlayStation Three was black as well, so that thing that had the black there. So with PlayStation Four, they used the blue light, and then yeah, white for the that makes sense to me. I think there was also yeah. a a like a leaked um, ad, I guess, that showed a black and red PS Five. Where so where you have the, the the black and white like two tone colors and the the one that they actually um, shown this one was all black with like red accents on it. It looked like a, a Sith like system <laughs> or something. It looked awesome. Wow. It looked really cool. And so I hope that's legit because um, if I could get that all black and red one, they, I think that would look they, much better than the white. If they release a Star Wars game with it at launch, that would be cool because it could have yeah like. Um, Stormtrooper colors, or, or oh, like I see Darth Vader. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. and I think we'll see more of that um, with the the PS5. I I mean, if you look at what they've done with you know since the, I guess they didn't do it with the PS3, but it was the PS4 where they started having like themed uh, like uh, limited editions mm. and stuff. So I don't anticipate that's going to be going away anytime soon. Yeah. So. Oh. But yeah, it's fine. I, I I don't know why people are so angry on the internet, but they are. Um, yeah. So that's my other bit of news. Over to you, Graham. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'll try and run through mine pretty quickly. Um, but so one thing that really interested me was um, Tomb Raider: The Ultimate Experience uh, has the info's been leaked about it. Um, basically, a poster has sort of been shown um, with like three um, images from different. Um, eras of Lara Croft, I guess. Um, they've got one which is looks like the Tomb Raider 3 box art, one which looks like the Tomb Raider anniversary box art, and Tomb Raider Guardian of Light, uh, which is a digital-only title, um, which is like a top-down view one, a bit different to the other ones. But um, yeah, and basically underneath it says, relive Lara's greatest adventures in one ultimate package. So there's a bit of speculation on what actually this means, but from what I'm gathering, it looks like we're actually going to get the original Tomb Raider games, like... Um, we're guessing Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3, uh, uh, Last Revelation, and Chronicles, but also Anniversary, Legend, and Underworld, plus Guardian of Light, I'm assuming. Um, and I think that's going to be awesome, because I'm a big Tomb Raider fan. I love the games. The only one I actually haven't played properly is Tomb Raider 3. I played it a little bit, but... Um, oh, and also Angel of Darkness, which was a PlayStation too exclusive and i own it but i've never actually played it because apparently it's god awful um but yeah i'm a big fan very excited for this uh what about what were all the the dreamcast uh two games were there ever any exclusive 
There were no exclusive. There okay. was um, Tomb Raider 4, um, that's the last revelation, and Tomb Raider 5, which is Tomb Raider Chronicles. Um, so they weren't exclusive. The, the Dreamcast version of Tomb Raider 4 was enhanced over some of the other versions. Like I think it had better lighting than the PC version. They did a really good job on it. Um, so like the lighting effects and stuff on it, there's like a big thing in the advertising campaign. They're like, yeah, if you want me to look like Lara's there, like, do you know how it looks so good? On Dreamcast, it's like held up a Dreamcast. It's like, yeah, this is amazing. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for this because I'm I like the new modern Tomb Raider games, but I'm not a massive, massive fan of them because I prefer the old school Lara where she could like do backflips and jumps and like had two guns running around. Where whereas um, I don't really get understand video games with bows and arrows in that I like bows and arrows, but they're one hit kill in every video game. Whereas I'm sure in real life a gun would do more damage than an arrow. Um, you know, so bit bit weird but what do you guys have you guys seen this have you have you guys got any thoughts oh actually i should probably let you know what the poster also says it's coming to xbox one playstation 4 steam switch and stadia um so coming to everything uh it seems um everything with a pulse so not the beta unfortunately um but yeah uh have you guys (laughs) have you guys seen this have you are you guys interested do you not care I mean, Scotty played through Tomb Raider 1 on the Saturn the other day. I'm sure no, I didn't. Fan. I didn't play through it because it sucks. <laughs> didn't finish it. Walked away from it. How dare you, sir? It's a great game. <laughs> I, I, do, I would um, like to finish it someday. There are 14... No, I'm sorry. There, there's almost 20 Tomb Raider games, so you think they'll have them all oh, in here? yeah. I'm hoping so, because that would be really exciting. Um, I mean, Tomb Raider Legend and Tomb Raider Underworld, I think... Are, two of my favorites i thought the storylines and the actual level design and everything in those was so much fun um and hopefully for your sake scotty if they have got the original like few on there it'll be like the pc version where you could save anywhere because on the saturn version you have to have save points whereas on the pc version you could save at any time so if you die that was honestly yeah that was a make or break (laughs) thing honestly yeah yeah Yeah. oh man um but yeah chris what about you are you interested in these at all uh man, I for me the the modern Tomb Raider games are games that they look a lot of fun, but I just never can get into and play them for whatever reason. So I know I'm not going to get this, but I think that's it's a really neat thing for for fans of the series. Um, but yeah, I just I just haven't been. I like Tomb Raider, but I just find not playing Tomb Raider games anymore. <laughs> yeah, I feel really bad because I know that I would enjoy them. I enjoyed the parts that I enjoyed of the first Tomb Raider when I was streaming it. It's just when I got to that one part, I was ba- literally bashing my head off the wall on the floor um, that it, it just really it really wore on me. But I feel like, like I like what I've played of Uncharted games and the new Tomb Raider games. It, multiple people know what I'm into and have told me to play them, so... Maybe this is the way I could yeah. actually try to dabble here or there. Maybe. I, I would also recommend trying out Tomb Raider Anniversary, which is a remake of the first game, but it's so much easier to play. Like the mo- movement, everything's a lot easier. She's got an extra, she's got this cool rope ability thing now. Some of the puzzles are a little bit easier. It's like, because back in the day, there's like the textures and backgrounds. You couldn't tell the difference between the thing you need to pick up and yeah. the wall, basically. So, yeah. Unless you rotate the it, camera and the sprite well. didn't move. So, what's that yeah, one? Yeah, exactly. So Tomb Raider Anniversary is on Xbox 360, PS3, PC. Um, I don't oh. know. You might be able to do backwards compatibility on Xbox. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but so yeah, that was released a few years ago, but it was really good. Okay. And then Tomb Raider Legend and Underworld, 
they basically they they changed up the whole uh game mechanics for those they make it a lot easier to run around and stuff it's more natural less sort of trying to get your angle just right it's more like run around jump yeah sort of gotcha. do your thing fight some so, vampires and stuff for sure <laughs> that was a um, underworld movie joke yeah <laughs> that, yeah we um, know scott moving on <laughs> oh yeah okay so i'm excited for this um there's uh, the, oh yeah the post also says a release date of august the 27th uh there's not much more information That's pretty soon announced yet. yeah very soon so i mean, i'm hoping it's legit because there's lots of places actually been reporting this now um but not much information's come out so we'll see mm. it could be that they've had to push the, the release date back due to covid or something which is why they haven't released this yet but um this yeah, uh, would be an awesome physical release through limited run games. Yep. If, you're, if you had if you're all watching, of that on this one is what thing. I would buy. Yeah. So yeah, I would get this from my Switch or whatever from limited run games if they do it. So I feel oh, like cool. just looking at this briefly, it's more of like them announcing that you'll be able to play all these games on a service, not that it's really a collection, you know? Oh, interesting. Interesting. So that's I mean, not that's... what I read the other day. So I got this yesterday. This I'm, I'm getting that impression from huh. just where games are now and how, you know, a physical release of anything. They say or, one uh, ultimate I mean, package. A, a bundled release of anything. Hmm? They're saying in one ultimate package. So to me, that sounds sound like a phys- like a, a game. Like maybe if, if it's just digitally, that's one thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but... Like, like the Rare Replay, you know, for the Xbox mm. One, had the Rare Replay, oh. which had like 28 games in it. You still had to download You didn't like that? No. <laughs> I don't want to get into that rant, too. It'll, I'll just okay. sound more like an old man again. <laughs> <laughs> I hate video um... games. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is happening? Cool. So, other, and other news. Um, so, this is something we reported on Megavision's uh, website. Um, uh, more Sega focus, which is great. So, we announced the, um, that Sega's releasing the Astro City Mini Arcade. Uh, which is like a little arcade unit, like kind of like the mini consoles, um, but arcade unit. And they've got, um, they've already announced that. So they said there's going to be, I've actually just forgotten the amount of games. I have to click on my link that I've just. Included. They haven't listed all of them yet, but I think they said. They haven't listed something. all of them. Yeah, it's like 36 games are going to be on this, which is a pretty decent amount. But they've, it's more than four in your by... micro, you idiots. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> um,. But yeah, they've, they've announced that Virtual Fighters going to be on there, Altered Beast, um, Golden Axe. Um, so quite a few heavy hitters on there. Um, so they've announced 10 of the games so far. There's going to be 36 in, in total. But um, interestingly, it's now available for pre-order on Amazon's Japanese store, which you can you, you can actually um, create a new account from anywhere else in the world, basically, and put your pre-order in. Because uh, it does ship worldwide, um, it's going for fourteen thousand and eighty yen, which is about one hundred twenty-nine dollars or about one hundred two pounds, um, and it's got a shipping date of thirty-first uh, December twenty twenty, so the end of the year. Um, there are also um, they've also sort of re- revealed a cool little six-button uh, controller because if yeah, like uh, playing on a thing. tiny little arcade is going to be too hard for you. You can get a controller as well, which is pretty cool. Um, there is a separate purchase. It's about 3,058 yen, which is about $28 or £22. Um, weirdly, though, I can't seem to pre-order this from uh, the Amazon site. Uh, I'm not doing it pre-order. this time. I did it last time it's for the Game Gear Micro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for some reason, you can't get a con- I couldn't get a controller. It says this is not shipping 
to your destination, but the mm. console itself is. So I don't know what's going on there. But they've only got a launch date of December 2020. So I'm assuming it's going to be the same date. That's just a placeholder a... thing, though. Yeah, it seems like a placeholder very much. So we'll have to see. Um, and still no word of there's going to be a Western release for this at all. Um, hopefully there is. But uh, yeah, uh, are you guys excited? Have you guys got your pre-order in? From the sounds of it, Scotty, you haven't. Chris, I'm trying not you... to do that this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris, I, you... I was unmute myself. Chris, do you before you answer? Do you remember how much your uh, little Neo Geo cab was? Because didn't you get one of those, the tiny ones? Oh, the I Neo Geo X. Did you get one of those? Am I making that up in my head? Oh, this is that yes. one of them. It's it's like in a shadow. I can't really see. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So this is okay. Um, cool. This, this, I actually have two of these. <laughs> I bought wow. one um because they dropped the price to them like thirty dollars or something on Amazon. And I was like, all right, well, I'll buy another one. Yeah, if this um, is thirty bucks. I'll get it right now. Uh, so I did. I did pre-order um uh, one of these. Um, there are also there is uh like a third-party company based in like J- Japan, I think. Um, and basically what you could do is, is get them, bu- like buy your product, ship it to them and then pay them to ship to you and mm. they'll do that. Oh. So for this controller, if Amazon won't ship it, you can go to this other uh, company and have them ship it to you. And just, it's like an added fee that, you know, That's you have to, interesting. so you'll probably be paying shipping plus like a, some sort of handling fee or something. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't, I don't remember what their name is offhand, but, um, I'll look at that because I do, I do want that controller. Um, yeah, the controller looks I'm, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this because it's it is pretty pretty cool. It came out of uh, left field, you know. It's 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 one of those things you just wake up. It's like oh, Sega Japan has just announced something insane, um, which they <laughs> seem to, to like to do uh, every so often. Uh, but. It's really cool. I like the idea that it has those uh, two uh, USB inputs because that essentially allows you to, to plug two controllers in, and uh, you then I think it also has an HDMI out too, doesn't it? Yes, um, that's a big deal. Yes, yeah. So you basically plug it into your TV, uh, and you could play this, you know, like full screen with two controllers. I don't know if that's at that point if it's just completely negating the purpose of this because. It's um, supposed to be this like tiny miniature thing, um, but no, I'm I'm excited about it, man. Um, this looks cool. The games list we still are still waiting for the full list, but the stuff mm-hmm. they did announce for it, um, it looks like pretty good stuff there. Yeah. Um, what I'm thinking is like, what other what other games? Because did did you run down the list of games, Graham, that are coming out I for just, it? I just said a, I said just said a couple of them. Um... So yeah, the Revenge of um, Death Adder. Uh, I'm really excited about. That's gonna oh, be yeah? cool. Um, that's the. Uh, isn't that the fighting one? The fighting game one. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty Did sure that. Uh, it might be actually. Yeah, I, I'm fuzzy with the Golden Axe games to be honest. Um, let's let's just let's just do a quick Google. Uh, it's not. I don't no. know it look like it. Hmm. <laughs> um, one. Um, Sega website, folks. Ah, oh, it's, it's the it's the one that's actually never released onto the home consoles. Um, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, so, so, so it's another scro- side scrolling beat up. It wasn't released on home consoles. Um, so yeah, as long cool. as they don't screw it up, and as long as these are all the arcade versions of these games, that's like a big deal. Like, don't yeah. throw 
the Genesis version of Altered Beast on this thing. You know uh, what I mean? Like, yeah. I want, I want this to be legit. Um, and and hopefully M two. I don't know if they've announced who's doing this, but hopefully M two is doing it, um, so we can get actually good emulation. So what you're saying is you don't want the Game Gear version of Virtual Fighter on this? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I will lose my mind. Nobody wants the Game Gear version of on um, Game Gear. Um, didn't they confirm <laughs> that like M two is not doing it? Did they somewhere? I, I got to find where that was. Um, that scares me. The uh. It, maybe it's because we were just talking about the retro pad or the fighter pad Dreamcast thingy, but the buttons on that controller for this thing look really nice. Like they're really raised up, so it looks like they'd, um, you really feel them when you're pressing them. I don't know how to say what I'm excited about for it. Yeah, <laughs> it looks. <comfortable. laughs> I, I get what you say. Yeah, it looks it looks like comfortable to use, doesn't it? Um, it's a, yeah. it's kind of like a square shape, but um, it kind of it looks it looks really fitting with the retro style. Uh, the arcade itself and the color scheme and everything um so it looks pretty fun um also chris i didn't even know that neo geo thing was a, re- a real thing and i've just ordered one so jesus yay. christ well how much oh, was it stuff. um i got a bundle with two controllers uh for well i don't know if i should say it's not i also have eight, a neo geo pounds. <laughs> okay Go i just wanted to oh, i wanted to so compare the I wanted to compare the price of the Neo Geo one to this one because people were like, oh, it's $120, so I didn't know how expensive the other yeah. ones were. This is under, right now it's under £100, but um, it's like it looks like it's being discounted at the moment, but not not a huge amount. So hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure the Neo Geo price. thing has been, um, I think it's discontinued now, so you uh, probably... So get on Amazon in the UK, go for it, quickly. <laughs> right, but I think they're trying to sell through the stock on a lot Maybe. of those now. Um, but yeah, buy that Neo Geo X Gold while you're at it, Graham. Um, yeah, I've, I've been I've known about that for a long time. That's expensive cheddar, my friend. I bought <laughs> one on eBay right before the price on them like, started going up really high. I think it was like maybe 100 bucks or something around there. Um, and they were yeah. selling for quite a lot more than that but i have got it all like box and everything it's everything is with it so it's in wow really good condition um and it's really neat to to take the actual handheld out because basically what it is it's like a dock there's a docking station like the the actual um aes um is basically just a, a plastic shell you open that up and there's a docking station in there for the handheld um and then there's all these ports on the back uh yeah, and kind, then, of, kind, yeah. Of like, kind of like the Switch, but a more like, better, pretty looking box, isn't it? Like, yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. And um, and then what's neat too is like you could buy these uh, like um, uh, but they're kind of like I guess micro SD looking cards, but I think they're there's something proprietary on them. But you could buy expanded games and stuff, so you could buy new and then have like a uh, like a twelve to fifteen games per uh. Uh, chip or whatever yeah so right now i can see one on amazon for 420 pounds oh my god (laughs) but the mega pack volume one is 78 pounds 55 um it's got a lot of games on it though uh oh it's 15 games so yeah i don't know i think i'll hold off on that one thank you (laughs) um yeah no this is cool i'm i'm excited for this um this is something it's going to look awesome on my shelf next to like my actual Neo Geo mini. Uh, and is there any games though, uh, while, before we move on that you guys would like to see um, on this? 
because um, it's okay. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think Sega Astro City games because I'm so, not. Um, I just found a tweet by uh, <laughs> sorry, Yosuke Okunari who works for M2. Um, he has confirmed that M2 doesn't have anything to do with the Astro. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't trust. I don't it's, trust Sega making uh, hardware anymore. So it's developed. <laughs> it's being developed and released by Sega Toys rather than M2. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Sega I Toys know. do make some good stuff. Yeah, uh, just to you know, so that we're clear on that. I I thought I'd seen it somewhere, so I had to find it. I just linked you guys the tweet. I don't know if you need to add that to anything anywhere, but um, what else do I want to see on it? Did we list everything that's on it? Sorry. No, we, well, we know it's going to have 36 games, and we know of right. like eight of them so far, but we don't mm-hmm. know what the uh, actual full list is going to be yet. We know Space yeah. Area is going to um, be on there, right? Uh, well, it's, that's not on the list at the moment. It's it? not it's, on the list. It's got to be on there. We got Alien Syndrome, Alien Storm, Golden Axe, Golden Axe Revenge of Death Adder, Columns 2, Dark Edge, um, Puzzle and Action, Taint R. Uh, it's Tantar, but um, <laughs> Virtual <laughs> Fighter, <laughs> Fantasy Zone, and Alter Beast. Um, Toki. I, with the, what? You guys ever play that one? Toki? T-O-K-I. You play as some dude turned into a monkey and he spits balls out of his oh, mouth at yeah. enemies. That's a great game. Mm-hmm. The problem Let's is that now that you, when you search for this, it only comes up with the mini arcade. Yeah, all the really search. annoying. I try to look, uh... look for like Astro City game list. And it's not even coming up. It's all just these articles um, that just came out recently. Um, oh, wait. Games oh, yeah. Apparently, Toki was on the Genesis. I don't even know that. I just remember playing it in, like, a Walmart or something. Uh, was this on the Model 3 board? Uh, that's the thing. I'm not sure what the board is that they're using. Mm. Cause... Yeah, if it's only Model 1 or 2, that's Virtual Fighter, Fighting Vipers, Sonic the Fighters. Woo-hoo, that could be fun. That's a possibility. If two, you could get like Daytona and stuff, which would be it's awesome. Freaking um, better. Daytona 2, Battle on the Edge. Yeah. I'd love to see that. I would love to see. Um, I don't know what else. Let's get the arcade Ooh, version know. of Sonic on there. I Maybe it's Model 2. Because Model 2 is Virtual Fighter 2 and stuff, but yep. Model 1 is Virtual fighter one um which is what they sing in this so i mean there's a for if it is but is it if it's the model one boards they've got like virtual racing star wars arcade oh my god that would be amazing if that's on there because that's such a good game um wow uh wing war what's wing war i don't even know that game uh oh that's Barbecue cool sauce. that's like a flight combat simulator game. <laughs> uh, um but it can't, yeah. it can't just be a Model 1 board because they've got, they've got the older games on there as well. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's just an emulation of various things. So, I mean, you know, that's how they do it these days. So there could be almost anything. Um, I'd love to see one of their, like, early original games. Do you remember there was a game they did? I can't remember the name of it now. It was like Donkey Kong, but a kind of slightly isometric angle. Was that it? Yes. Yep. I'd love to see that game on there because that's a game I've always wanted to play. Um, I know I could. I know I could get an emulator and play it, but I've kind of always wanted to play it on like the actual arcade. If you if um, you look at the list of games on here, these are older arcade games, so it's obviously not Model Three or Model Two. Um, we're probably if people are yelling at us, listen to this so bad right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> you idiots. Let's move on. Let's move on. Because, yeah. uh, we, we can <laughs> we'll get ourselves any more trouble. Face it. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, I guess that actually wraps up the, the news this week. Okay, so time for our feature discussion this week, which is I can't believe you've never played Blaster Master. So with this um feature, basically we're gonna look at a game that one of us hasn't played before. Um and then we decided this pre beforehand and we went through and played the game and we're gonna talk about it. So this week, first up, as I say Blaster Master, I had never played it before, and Chris has been randomly talking about it. It seems like for a few last few months, it keeps coming up in conversation. <laughs> so um, that was seemed to be the natural pick for this game. Um, what did we? Why did we? So I think it was because of uh, limited run, or someone announced that they were going to do a, a physical release. I think it was limited run, and we were just talking <laughs> about it in the chat. And Graham was like, "What is? What's this game?" And I'm like, "God <laughs> damn it! It's happening again." I actually remembered exactly what it was. It was that freaking toy that you showed me at the start of the show before oh. the cameras was rolling. You have that little toy, and you're like, look what I got. I saw it. Sorry. I was like, okay, it's a cool little tank thing. Yeah, and that's right. You seem really excited. And I was just like, I don't know what this is. Like, this third, is, this man. is not something for me. That's I Sophia. found this on Instagram. And <laughs> basically, I, I follow this guy that makes um, like minifigures of like the old. Uh, Remember the old like wrestling figures that they used to make? I forget, like muscle, like the muscle guys. Um, he makes all sorts of just really cool like uh, different figures like this, and he posted these up that all had different fluorescent colors in it. Like uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, it's basically a small tank. It's Sophia the Third from Blaster Master, but the wheels uh, and the main like body uh, are like orange, and then there's gre- some green fluorescent colors and, and like the cannon. And it's all like it all articulates too. Uh, it's pretty yeah. neat. I was really excited to get it, and I showed Graham. You're right, and he's like, "What? I don't. It's a stupid tank. I don't get it's it." Like, I, I mean, I didn't say it's stupid. I thought that's a cool <laughs> little tank, but I had no idea what was re- no reference, no idea of uh, reference point for that. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, wasted on me. I'm afraid. Um, so that got us, that got us to that conversation. I think the limited run games thing talked about that or something, and. The whole discussion kicked off again, and there's another thing. I just thing made the mistake like, of looking I up the limited run releases it. too. Holy crap! Oh, dear. These okay. look great. Close that window. Close that window. <laughs> Don't go down. Well, there. I'm going to share the window with you, and then and now I'm closing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, if people don't know about this game, uh, Blaster Master was originally released on the NES, the original NES, um, a Nintendo Entertainment System. Back in Japan, it was released in June uh, 1988, and then November 1988 for North America. Europe and the power regions didn't get it till April 1991, so like about three years later, basically. Um, And yeah, then it was released on the Wii Store, Wii U Store, um, and the uh, the 3DS and the Switch. I've also got it now. Um, So the original game's been very much a Nintendo uh, um, mm-hmm. title uh, and developed and published by Sunsoft uh, who did lots of great games back in the day and it's a platform run and gun also it's kind of Metroidvania style game is what they say uh, missing on the Wikipedia page which is where I got that info from um, so, this is before Metroidvania was a thing though like I mean this yeah. this, this style of game um, like, yeah, yeah so, we should say uh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, okay. No, Chris, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? I was just going to say, you, you, 
you're listing the platforms, but you forgot Genesis. Okay, no, well, no, no. So Blast and Blast it's a different version. Of Genesis. So yeah, that is a different version of the game, yeah. uh, which we will get onto later, my friend. Okay. So the original, right. original game. Gun, I'm excited about it. Yeah, you're too excited. But, okay, because <laughs> you're so excited, explain to the audience why it's shocking I haven't played it. Because you guys seem like, you've never played it? And I was like, uh, you haven't even heard of this game. What, what, I just, what is going on? <laughs> I always thought Blaster Master was one of those just very popular games that everyone played on the NES growing up. Like, it was, for me, like, it blew my mind because there's not very many games uh, back then on, like, 8-bit that allows you to completely change perspective. Uh, whereas like there's portions of it where it's a side scrolling platform and then it jumps from there and it's like a top down, almost isometric in a way, I guess, um, like running gun shooter, like it's, it's, it's crazy. And it allow your character can jump in and jump out of the tank, which is really cool. Cause that adds a whole new element into like the gameplay, but also the level design and everything else, because um, the way the designers are, are are figuring out like placements of different things, like they're also adding in like small areas that only uh, you can get to if you get out of the uh, the tank. And I just I thought it was really cool. The soundtrack is great. I love uh, the, the the main theme to this game. Um, I just I loved it, and I just thought it was one of those games like that every NES kid would have played. That's why it surprised Fair me. Enough. I and remember Scotty, did, did, the game. Uh, I remember the moment I rented this. This is one of those weird things where you can picture the exact moment of your childhood. <laughs> um, there were some places around, like local video shops or whatever, that were sometimes they shared a building or something with another business. But I remember going this this rental shop was like upstairs. And we're talking like carpeted floor with paneling, wood paneling sides and stuff. And um, I say carpeted floor like other places, a tile or something. But uh, I remember finding this on a shelf and renting this game and not really understanding what I needed to do because I had never played Metroid. I never got into the Metroid series. I'm not a fan of Metroidvania stuff either. Um, Just because I find it that it can drag on and sometimes feel unwell. um, It overstays its welcome if, if not done correctly or done well. But. I do remember the exact moment of finding this game. The cover does not explain anything about what it is, like the cover art. Um, the cover art's actually the last boss, which is a crazy thing. It's the final boss in the first game is on the cover. Um, but yeah, the game, it goes from you're driving around in a platforming little car, and then I felt that the top-down view when you are just Jason outside of the car tank thing called Sophia, when you're walking around as Jason, it almost looks like Bomberman a little bit. Um, because it is a top down, but it shows enough of what's going on, and and his helmet and his armor and stuff looks kind of like Bomberman, I thought. Um, and that classic story of a little boy losing his frog and falling him down into the sewers and finding a tank to drive. Could you imagine that would be the coolest fucking thing ever as yeah. a kid? You know, you you find this huge ass like tank, and I don't know, like I I another thing that I loved about the top down uh, mode was how big the sprites are because you mm-hmm. didn't see that a lot in, in eight bit games either right, right, of the right. time or just how big, like the really big sprites. It just, it was really colorful. Um, and it also had cool cutscenes too that were animated, yeah. which you didn't get a lot of. Oh yeah. yeah in I mean, the original. Yep. So, so 
yeah, so this is this is the first time I've ever played it. I've never touched it before, so I actually used the on the Switch. So um, I've sort of subscribed to the online service on Switch, so you get all the NES and SNES games that is part of that. Um, so yeah, I've never played it, and yeah, the uh, you touched on the storyline there. That was. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit of a what the hell kind of information. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy who follows this frog that escapes down a hole. He goes down a hole. There's a tank with a suit. Doesn't fits care about the frog anymore, it seems. Just, yeah, just puts the suit on, fits perfectly, and jumps in this tank. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, it's cool, but at the same time, who does that? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like suddenly going on an adventure, like going around shooting things, and it's like it's not like oh, cool tank, I'm going to drive it for a little bit. It's like no, let's go on a whole epic quest. This for reminds no me of like an '80s like um, yeah. kids movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can see like something like um, what's the one uh, with a kid uh, that flies in the spaceship? Oh, um, the Navigator. Yeah, Fly the Navigator. That's <laughs> it, it. Reminds me of something like that. You know, like I could totally have seen this movie yeah. being made. Um, in like the mid to late eighties. Um, and so I think for me also, it just kind of, it, it touched that sense of like wonderment as a little kid. And I would just like made me put me there. I'm like, this would have been the coolest fucking thing ever if, if it would have happened to me as a kid. And so that, I think that really got me into just liking kind of like the, the lore of the game as well. Yeah. And I, for me again, playing it for the first time, I don't know if the switch version somehow they've, the emulator's a bit different to the original game, but it felt very good. It felt very smooth. Um, I was really impressed by the actual fact that you could shoot in different angles, like up and down and stuff, left and right, especially on ladders, because you, you draw, as, as you sort of mentioned, you drive around in Sophia, but Sophia obviously jumps, which is kind of cool. Like you're in a tank that actually jumps around. And it feels really good, really smooth and fast. But when you jump out, you obviously feel more vulnerable, but you're smaller. So there's areas where you have to climb up and down ladders or go into certain doorways, which you can't do in the tank. Um, but when you're on ladders, if enemies are above you or below you, in some games you can't shoot down or up, and that's always a frustration because you're trying to get off the ladder because there's an enemy in the way and you got to die. But in this is like, yeah, I just shoot up and down and like kill them. And I was like, this is actually a really cool game. And yeah, then you switch to the top sort of top down views and some bits, and they kind of changed the whole gameplay up a little bit. And yeah, I'm really impressed with this. This game was actually really cool, especially as you say, it's an eight bit game. Um, yeah. I, I did. I have to admit, I did, didn't finish the game. I haven't got that far in it. I'm not very good at it. I did die quite a few times, and then I realized on the Switch you can do the re, the rewind thing. So I was like, oh, rewind, yeah. uh, state save. <laughs> um, so that's that's really helped me out a lot actually. But it's been pretty cool. I've been really enjoying it. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about the original game at all? Or? Um. Yeah, I got a couple of things. Um. The two, yeah, the two modes of play overall did blow my mind back in the day. Uh, however, it does have one of the most re- one of the things I hate most in any gaming any nah, any game fall damage. So you can die pretty quickly accidentally, and it's sometimes easy to accidentally jump off the ladder as the little as Jason running around. <laughs> I totally died doing that. Um, but that's my only like solid complaint on the game is is fall damage sucks. Uh, but I I actually I looked up the manual. I was playing it on the on the Switch as well, the original. I looked up the manual because I would just did not know how to use the weapons and stuff sometimes. And um, but I found a map in the manual. It does show you like where to go to get to stage three and stuff like that. Um, but also, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, also a great quote next to all the bosses that it says. 
because uh, it has a picture of all the bosses except for the last boss, ironically, which is on the cover. Um, <laughs> but uh, the manual says, you must discover on your own where these master bosses are, but we cannot show you the master boss in stage eight. He is most powerful of all. English <laughs> at its finest. That's pretty so, but um, I do dig the music as well. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's. I think overall, it's actually a really cool game. And um, I guess back in the day, I never actually really had a NES. Um, the first proper legit, I guess, home console I actually got was a, a Mega Drive. I had a Game Gear before that. I got a Mega Drive, but I kind of, I actually had an Atari Two Six Hundred. Um, that was like my first, and the ZX Spectrum. Um, those were my first what? game consoles. Um, but you I had feel a like they Spectrum mainstream. Yeah, isn't that the thing that was like the vertical box, or am I just making? Am I thinking of something else? No, it's like a tape deck. Is what you're thinking of? Oh yeah, it was a a game system that uses tapes, cassettes, tapes. Oh Um, my! And like, um, have you ever played Grand Theft Auto Vice City? At the start, there's this cool, like, weird '80s loading screen, like this annoying noise of these. um, Have I? I don't know. Maybe the guy's like funky colors at the side that like and it makes this really annoying screechy noise that's mm-hmm. what the spectrum loading screens were like you'd have to wait cool. sometimes an hour for a game to it's like <laughs> it's so annoying. sounds like a like, lot of fun and, and half the time the games wouldn't load so oh, that no. was always it was like sometimes it's like if you touch the tv oh, randomly no. the game wouldn't load so it's like this weird fear like don't go near the tv or the game console <laughs> don't touch anything i mean that's how it was um, with the 360 a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boom. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, um, what was I say? Yeah, so I missed out on the the NES, the, the Nintendo okay. Entertainment System. In fact, I don't actually own an official one. Really, I've got one. Eh. I did buy one in Australia, which is broken. Um, so that's a bit annoying. I got it for five bucks. I used um, to have so three broken NESs. Uh, so yeah, I don't, yeah. Oh, it wasn't. They weren't broken. The yeah. pin card goes. It's, so you can get a pin card replacement, but it's not okay. You know, I think this one just didn't even power on at all or anything. Mm. I'm not sure. But I've got. I, I do have the. I've got the retro freak which can play them, so I could try. Oh pick this yeah, up there you go. Put my hands on it, um, so I can play NES games. I've got a few on my shelf, um, but yeah, I, I'm actually really impressed with it. I can see why people do that. I can see Chris. I can understand why you loved it so much. Um, yeah, and... I'm glad you're you're finally seeing things my way, especially because I feel like you have a bad taste of video games most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, you just have weird quirks to like the gate kind of games you like. So I was worried about this, Graham. I was thinking like Graham's going to get on the podcast and just be like, I don't understand why everyone likes this game so much. I couldn't get into it. So I'm happy that you could see uh, why this game was was so popular. Yeah. I, Meanwhile, I in the break before we came back to talk about this, I was showing Graham my sequel to Zero Tolerance because he's the only other person that I know that has played that game because <laughs> Graham and I have some sort of <laughs> sync with games that no one else has played yes. and apparently those are the worst ones sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Zero Tolerance is amazing. It is. As is Blaster Master, it turns out. Although don't yeah. Google Master Blaster. Actually, you do Google Master Blaster. It's a song by... Um, I've just got his name now. Ah, no. Um, uh, well, one C1. more thing I'll say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you found it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, the one uh, last thing I'll say about the game is just I feel like Metroid has always bored me. And um, I this game, it doesn't hold your hand, but it feels like it, it shows you more where you cannot go. And then 
you have an easier time of finding out where you can go with the weapons that you get, the walls that you can destroy after getting said gun or yeah. whatever. So I feel like this is a little more, not hold your hand, but it's a little more self-explanatory than Metroid was, the first Metroid anyway. Maybe that's why I didn't like Metroid too much. What do you guys think? Yeah, I can understand that. I found yeah. it I found it very easy to go around. And um, when I did things, I understood what I was kind of doing, I guess. Like some, some of it is a bit exploratory. Um, like you are sort of just searching around, just trying to find where to go, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like Metroidvania games. And that once you actually understand, oh, yeah, actually, I, I need to do this and do this. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I... I really liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep playing it for sure because uh, a lot of these retro games I pick up and go, oh yeah, this is fun, then stop. But this one, I think I'm going to try and play it on and off and try and complete it. I think it does um, have the um, the NES uh, like app or whatever on the Switch. It has the um, bonus or what? What? It's like two different uh, versions. Yeah, yeah. The, the SP version that they called it or something. Like, and so, I started. It, I guess it just starts you on the last level or yeah. something basically so you can just play the boss right yeah. away we'll give you like all the upgrades and stuff so yeah okay i could complete it that way i guess just play the cheaty version but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's cool um so do we want to talk about blaster master 2 the epic sequel that came out on the <laughs> mega drive in genesis that's what chris sure, was I mean, thinking I, about though well like, here's the thing is like i've i've played it a while back, but I, I don't know a lot about the game. And in fact, like I didn't know that that was even a thing until like years and years later. It wasn't, I, I certainly didn't know that blaster master two was a thing on, on the Genesis when I owned one as a kid. Yeah, um, and Scotty, did I, you I assume you didn't know anything about blaster I master two, Graham. did not know anything about that one. I'm looking back at my games because I think I own the PS1 version, which is neither here nor there, maybe. But I didn't know about Blaster Master 2 on the Genesis at all. And the cover does not draw you to want to play it because it's kind of boring. Um, yeah, it's like a kind of orange, yellowy, greeny color with like a big orb saying Blaster Master and then two, I yeah. believe. So it shows even less about the game than the NES version. It's like, right. think of, it looks like it could be a pinball game to me because of the orby shape there, which is... Yeah, yeah, it does, especially for the time. Um, I did play it, though, a little bit. Uh, it is. It looks great. The music is very much that grungy, gritty Genesis sound, um, but it's all side-scrolling. There's still freaking fall damage. Um, <laughs> and Well, it's it's not all side-scrolling. There is a top-down view as well for the for Sophia. There is? Yeah. Um, for the and Genesis you, you version? Tell, you actually wrote, yeah, yeah. You, you rotate the turret. Um, and oh. So, like... The way it drives is really weird. You can sort of, uh, like, you see the, the the wheels move in weird ways, but you rotate the turret so you can, like, move sideways and shoot in one direction and stuff. It's kind of cool. Oh, um, I didn't even get that far. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, so, hmm. so I, I'd say, no, I, I, I actually played it, because um, Chris told me, I, after Chris was telling me about Blaster Master, I found something online about Blaster Master 2. I was like, oh, Chris, is this the game? And you were like, Oh hell no! Don't get that game. I like, say it's terrible and like um, just awful. You were talking about the NES version. I was like, oh okay. Um, you, you, so, and that's kind of how we got into this. And so, but for this show, we decided to play uh, Blaster Master Two or have a look at it at least. And I played it, and I enjoyed it, Chris. I didn't. Think you did so. really? I thought it was fun. I don't know. It's it's very similar to the NES version. The graphics yeah. look a bit better. It's a more powerful system. Um, 
I don't think it's a bad game. I can I can kind of understand why some people might prefer the first one because they you do have the top down view with uh, Jason like running around on foot. Uh, but the Mega Drive one, you've got Sophia, um, and I don't I have to admit, even though the Sophia the bird's eye view bits were kind of cool, I found them very difficult to do. It was actually kind of tricky, and I kept dying on those bits. But otherwise, oh, and I guess some of the level designs weren't quite as cool. Um, yeah, the Mega Drive one wasn't wasn't quite as appealing, like level design wise. But it's still very similar. I still actually had fun, um, and so yeah, and the bosses were pretty fun. A couple, uh, two of the bosses you I was. I was kidding. Like one was a giant wasp thing, and what was the other one? Oh, the other one was like this weird worm which you could only hit, and it tried to attack you. It'd like raise up and go, Ehh! and then like let out mini worms at you. So you had to kind of shoot them really quickly. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, did, I, I can't, um, I can't say it's a bad game, really. Did you have as much trouble as I did just exiting Sophia? Like I could oh, not I, figure I, out how to get out of her at first. I had to Google that. Yeah, so I did talking too. about on the Switch. Like no, on 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 no, the I'll... Genesis game. Because yeah, on, on oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, on the NES version, you just hit I think the select button to jump yes. out of yeah. Sophia the car. How do you do it thing. on the Genesis one? You have to hit have down, to down and see at the same time. Oh God! Yeah, and I was hitting like I was weird. hitting every combination of like hold down C, hit up, hold down C, hit down. No, you had to hit them at the same time. I, I googled so, it as well. Like, what is this? And I was like, doing things like up. I was trying to say up because you climb out of the vehicle. Right. So I was doing that. I never did the down. And it's like, oh, he pressed down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Um, yeah, it's funny, but it's yeah. The I felt the I, first level of Blaster Master Two is every first level of every Genesis game. You are in a forest. <laughs> yes yeah that's which is not it still Uh, looks good i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying it was funny that that's again the first level of any side scroller pretty much yeah so and um so the other game we also looked at was blaster master zero uh which is the switch game which is a remake of the original nes game is that right Mm -hmm. have i got that wrong no that's right yeah so I played that one the least, actually, just before the show. I, did, I downloaded it, I paid for it, downloaded it, and then didn't get a chance to play it. But I played it a tiny bit, and I was like, oh, this is exactly the same as the original one, uh, which is cool. There's slightly updated visuals and stuff. It looks pretty cool. Music sounds really good. I find it easier yeah. than yes. the yeah. NES one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I find that some of the... the um, like, for instance, like in the first, in the first top-down stage... Um, you know how uh, there's those like little eyes that like will, will shoot at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you, if you like if you move in their path, they'll basically like fall down and like hit you and stuff. Or in the um, in zero, if you shoot them, they'll stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can you can uh, kill them. In right. the NES version, they'll just keep moving. So you basically have to like try to either run past it before it gets you, or kind of like get in its way and run back as soon as and then as soon as it's coming down you move forward and then yeah you can kind of you can kind of trick it because this this isn't a complaint once you learn how it operates but in the original game you don't shoot dead on in front of you you don't shoot in the middle of your character you shoot like off to the right if you're facing up a little bit or you shoot shoot like off to the left a little bit if you're facing down so you can kind of trick those little sentries that chris was talking about and kind of get like peek around a corner and hit them if they're above you on the screen um, 
yeah, there was a lot of quality of life stuff that they added to Zero, like just the fact that you can hold down a button and shoot diagonally in the tank, or just just hold down. I don't know if there's a word for that, but you can hold down a button and still fire in one direction while you're moving in other in other directions. That was that's almost a game changer for some areas, honestly. Yeah. So you could actually do that in Blaster Master Two on the Genesis as well. I found. Oh really? For some reason, it didn't Graham, always he's, work. He's got to keep but... talking about the Genesis. Version. Yeah, it's, it's a great game. <laughs> But yeah, there's a few times I did. I don't. It didn't seem as intuitive, but there are a few times I was driving backwards but shooting the other way. I was like, "How do I do oh, that?" Okay. And, and you could you, might... you could sometimes shoot at an angle, and I was like, "Yeah." I still don't really understand how I did that because I think if you start shooting in one direction and move, you'll just keep shooting in that uh, direction. Okay. I don't know if it's a button you hold down though, because I do remember that happening accidentally as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. The remake though with zero. Uh, there's diagonal shooting, which is a big deal on the top down and also in the side scrolling bits. Um, I thought it was funny that they have kind of more cutscenes after, like they have cutscenes after bosses in it. So it really does explain like, oh, I got this gun. So now I can shoot through these parts. Now that's not anywhere in the uh, okay. NES version, like stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Good um, luck kid. Yeah, basically. But I did find it funny also that the, I thought for some reason I had in my head like, oh, this is a fun family, family fun, friendly game. After the first cutscene or something, uh, Jason in the Zero remake, he says like, "What the hell is this?" And then he's like, "Damn it, I gotta, I gotta do." Th-. He sounded like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like, "Damn it, I gotta do this," like something like that. Um, <laughs> it, but it's, uh, it's, it's yeah. still like it's like an '80s uh, like adventure movie. They said all sorts of yeah. stuff like, "Go back, go back, watch Goonies." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Squad. Well, that's also the plot of Zero is the entire planet has to flay, flee from the surface of the world, so now everyone lives underground. That doesn't... I mean, unless I miss that in the instruction manual of the original one or something, that's what the plot is in the second one. You let, Everybody just already lives underground. Yeah, I always uh, thought that he was just a regular kid, and he found yeah. some sort of ancient, like... Tech, like, tech or something, you know? And he's... Mm-hmm. Now he stumbled upon, like, this whole thing. Um, yeah. And so that's what I, why I always thought like zero was just like a do game. Like I didn't, I, I didn't really, re- I, I know that the the levels themselves and stuff were very similar to the original, right? But um, I thought that frame. it was like its own game. So yeah, okay. Um, I looked more into zero. Uh, honestly, Graham, if you play the first one to completion, then you should probably just get zero because it's almost frame for frame the same game. But with I, I already had zero, so. I... I can play Never that mind then. Just... Good job. Way to yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> I saw that for for Zero, they actually had extra characters in DLC. You can play as Shantae. You can play as Shovel Knight. You can play as Gunvolt. I, yeah, I'm not sure the connection between the companies uh, of the characters and everything, but that's kind of cool and crazy. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Shantae seems to get around a lot these days, actually. Hey! Yeah. Hey, uh, I didn't mean that way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. um, have you guys played... Because um, there's also a sequel to Blaster Master Zero. Like, Zero Two. Very have you guys played that one yet? No. Nope. Have you? I have not, no. Is I, it I, the Mega Drive one? Have they just remade the Mega Drive one? That'd <laughs> be amazing say, if they have. Maybe it's a remake of the Mega Drive oh, one and no. Graham's going to get so happy. <laughs> it's going to be the best. It's so good. <laughs> we have to I find think, that out. I'm no. not sure if this one's two-player. One of them is two-player, though, of the new ones. It might be even the first one. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know much about the sequel, though, if it changes too much. Uh, I just looked up a... 
a video here real quick. It looks like it's more of the same, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Whoa, he's got some sort of like fire boost move in the car. So you know, How Sophia do you the play car. this two player though, because that seems like that would be. Just um, I think a someone nightmare. aims a cursor or something uh, when you're uh, around in Sophia. Um, okay. Okay. I could definitely see myself playing more of these because these are the like. Well, maybe that's because I just played Last of Us yesterday a little bit, but like Blaster Master, things like this are the games that I want more of, of just the plot's ridiculous, it's colorful and fun, and it's moving Uh fast enough that there's not any lulls in the gameplay, it's not trying to be this over-cinematic epic universe, you know, like, it's just a fun video game. That's what we need, guys, fun video games. (laughs) We need more fun in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so, so I mean, play, playing the game uh, again, the mod, like um, the, the the original NES version again. I, do you guys still think it holds up, or compared to how you played it back in the day, or oh. do you think it feels a bit dated in some ways, or are you like, hey, this is great, this is still amazing, I love it. I think uh... it's a testament to how good the level design and the original game was that you could basically take it, slap a new coat of paint on it, and and add some quality of life stuff, but release it today, and people are still saying, wow, this is a really good game. It's essentially the same game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so I, I, I think to answer your question, I, I think that's a, a perfect example of, of why uh, this game holds up so well, uh, that it's I, I, I find it just awesome. Yeah. I mean, because I, obviously I don't have any uh, reference point from back in the day, but playing it fresh eyes today, I really liked it. Even the original NES version I played, I was like, this is a fun game. Clearly it, it's like some retro games you play because, because of nostalgia, this game brand new to me, really enjoyed it. I was really impressed with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does hold up well. I think, and that's, um, I'm going to say it. I think it holds up better than Metroid. Take Wait. that. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I, Scotty with I'm also one who's never really got into Metroid that much. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've just never been my thing, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish that I could get it physically, but it looks like uh, that might be harder to come by on the limited run side of things. Uh, Are they sold out? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And also, I don't feel good about paying thirty bucks for a download game. I'm not sure how much it is digitally. Maybe we should have looked that up for this segment. Let me check here. <laughs> Support the devs. Oh, I will. Uh, eShop, Master, <laughs> nope, Blaster. I think it's 20 bucks, isn't it? Maybe. Well, for the original or for Zero? For Zero Two. Oh, Zero Two. Oh, I was talking about the like first one. Over here. Oh, really? Uh, it's like, it's what like is loading counts. on my screen? Oh, I think too much is trying to load on this dumb website right now. It's taking forever just to get the price. Oh, it's 10 bucks. Hmm. That's not oh, yeah, wow. It's not, it's not much. Ah, maybe I will just get it digitally and be happy with that. Because I feel like this is a game... I never did play through the original one, but I feel like if I got zero, um, with the slice of life stuff, or the, the, the quality of life stuff, makes it a little mm-hmm. more accommodating and approachable. I feel like that would be a cool way to go, is play zero uh, in today's gaming age where I don't have much time to do anything. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, for the UK audience, if you're there, uh, Blastmaster and Blastmaster two, zero, Blastmaster 0 and Blastmaster Zero Two 2 were both £8.99 each. There so you go. not much at all, really. Um, yeah, pretty cool. 
Yeah, it looks like they're both 10 bucks on the eShop. So there you go, people. So you would have, uh, Graham, if you could go back in time to uh, Little Graham, would you be like, hey, Little Graham, go and play this game. Trust me. It'll yeah. change your life. I reckon I would. I reckon this this would be the turning point where I, I changed from a Sega nerd to a Nintendo fanboy. Oh, no. <laughs> Probably not, not that extreme, but that was, that no. was a pretty cool game. Um, if, if, if Graham went back in time, he would tell him to play the Genesis one. He wouldn't tell him to play the He NES probably one. would. Yeah, that's true. He probably actually. would. Don't worry about the Genesis one. It sucks. <laughs> you see this NES version, get the Genesis <laughs> one. Yeah. What's a Genesis? I mean, a Mega Drive kid. Very English. The only yeah. thing that I think I, that if they could have added to uh, this game that I would have made me like love it more if they added some form of like RPG element to it. Like you could, um, cause they do have some upgrading stuff, but like, yeah. you know, you could like level up your character and like assign him, uh, like new abilities. Like maybe you could jump a little higher or, you know, something. I know it does that through items and stuff, but I'll tell you what, man, there's something about games where when I shoot them and there's like, damage flying and then it tells me how much experience i get like it does something i get so excited for it and i remember one of the first games that started doing that that i saw was um symphony of the night and that was for me i was like holy shit this is so cool like it's it's kind of like an rpg but you're actually fighting and doing and controlling the character um and if it if i could go back in time i'd be like dude add some of that in there and you're gonna blow everybody's mind yeah, wow. I would yeah. I would check out if there was RPG elements. I'd be done. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everyone. Yeah, I think, I think that rounds it up for Blaster Master. I think we all can agree it's still a very fun game. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty cool. So we move on to our our picks of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah, another section we're introducing this this week is picks of the week. So we're going to talk about a couple of uh, movies, TV shows, or games that we've been playing this week, and um, we'll let you guys know about it. Like let you know, guys know where to to download it, play it, or watch it uh, if it's available on the streaming platform, for example. So yeah, so if you're stuck locked down in lockdown, you can have something to do for the next week. So Chris, do you want to kick us off? Actually, no. Let's get Scotty to kick us off because you did start his new. <laughs> Fine, fine. <laughs> so Rachel and I tried to watch the show The Floor is Lava, and we could not deal with the arrogant, insufferable people that were the contestants on that show. We made it through <laughs> that, two that episodes. That the worst part, for sure. It, it, it is. Right, have, you, have you guys both seen that show at all? No, I've, but I used to love playing it. that game at school as a kid, so it yeah, sounds exactly. amazing already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they create it's whatever, but the like... Can you Chris, explain the concept though, in case like? People yeah, floors lava. Go. If you played that as a child, you had to get it get through the living room or or the or somewhere else in your house without touching the floor, like jumping on the furniture and and different things that you could find around you. Um, that's what floors lava is. So it's basically another an, another another form of MXC, which was another form of American Gladiators. So it's one of those things. It's an obstacle course where they take random Joe Schmoes and, and Jane Schmoes off the, out of the world. Um, yeah, we, the episode that had, uh, three dudes in American flag tank tops, the triplets, Chris, if you remember that, they were just, they tried so hard to be funny and they were total douchebags. Um, and so we're like, 
screw this because we had heard on different podcasts it was a good show and whatever and gave it two two episodes like nope cannot like there's probably literally 10 minutes of actual footage of them going through obstacle courses because there's so much introduction of the dumb people and stuff so we just it's whatever so we're we were looking on netflix though we're like there's got to be some other like we just want a fun goofy show to watch in between other sitcoms and things and lo and behold they have the original from 1993 episodes of supermarket oh. sweep <laughs> i don't Whoa. know why it's on there but we love it it's so good to find these just like genuinely good people that they grab out of the crowds like price is right and stuff um but the funniest part was the introduction because i had never i knew of this show existing it's kind of it might only be <clears throat> a u.s thing if you're not familiar with it graham i'm not sure but we we, we used to have supermarket sweep in the uk as well okay like a UK okay version. great but awesome. they actually yeah. had to sweep the store. Yeah, <laughs> very polite about it. Who could sweep them <laughs> up first? <laughs> uh-huh. um, but so the the our introduction it's a it's a collection. It's not like the whole series. Like they do, they'll grab old shows and put them together in a in a collection of a, a couple of seasons or something on Netflix. But no joke, we turn on the first episode and the first thing that it's it's zooming in and out of the crowd and stuff and it's like the first line that blasts from the host is who's got the Doritos? So we thought that was like the catchphrase of the show. But it's not. <laughs> so it's, but it's like who's got the Doritos? So if you had a bag of Doritos in the crowd, that meant you're the first pair of contestants and it's like who's got the Tide Pods or whatever and you run down and you're the next person. So we've, we've, we've continued, we said that to each other like all this weekend, who's got the doritos because that's sort of like the dumbest <laughs> phrase that might come out of a sitcom <laughs> you should just actually hide a bag of doritos like behind your couch and so next time she asks you just lean over i got it right here baby <laughs> yeah it was but that show is fun and it, and it's also dated because they talk about the different brands that like aren't around anymore and they have these weird segments before commercial breaks like did you know that this cow is whatever character for whatever else and it's like that's vaguely related to supermarkets so but and then they come back with factoids and stuff but it's it's a fun goofy 20 minute show to watch and just remember like way simpler times but the original yeah, supermarket suite um or sweep and the other thing i want to recommend i started to talk to you guys about it but uh it's i've noticed it's a 50 50 shot that people either are fans of the show know exactly and have been watching it forever or they've never heard of it ever on YouTube. Uh, Good Mythical Morning um, is, if you haven't heard of it, it's basically two lifelong friends from North Carolina and they just do a bunch of crazy stuff from Will It Taco to Will It Super Milkshake to these different games. They have celebrities on. Uh, A favorite episode of ours is when they got Ben Schwartz on to guess Craigslist prices of things. (laughs) Um, And Ben Schwartz is just fun. But another great one is when they had Jack Black on and they would do Christmas carols in different genres. So, of course, Jack Black had to do the metal version of Oh, Holy Night um, and (laughs) things like that. Um, I'll link uh, with this picks that we have this new feature. I'll link certain things that people can check out in the in the uh, podcast description. So I'll put in an episode that Rachel actually got me into them and she uses this episode to get other people into because it's so ridiculous and fun. But they're all they're just very upbeat and like genuine guys like they're Southern boys. So they you know that they and they've talked about how much they appreciate all their stuff and all their fame that they've had. Um, And some of the things they do is just ridiculous. And they're two dads now. So a lot of times it's like, oh, God, classic dad moment. A couple of 
couple of episodes and things like that. But uh, yeah, Good Mythical Morning is another just upbeat, fun, good time. And each of their episodes is like 15 minutes, so you could watch the episode of the day and not take up a lot of your time. Or go down a rabbit hole like we've done before. Um, But yeah, those are my picks. Supermarket Sweep, uh, hot take on that. It's a good show. And then Good Mythical Morning. Brilliant. Okay, Chris. Who are you, my friends? What are your picks of the week? So... Odin came to me like it was earlier in the week. He was like, Hey dad, I want to watch a Wolverine movie. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know there's at least a couple of those. Uh, But then I started thinking, I was like, you know what? Like if he's going to watch Wolverine, he'll definitely like the X-Men too. And so I started thinking, I was like, what if we try to watch them in like chronological order, not in the order they were released, but in like the timeline. And let's see like if there's some information out there. I Googled it and I found this uh, website that actually has them all already in order. So for those wondering, I'm going to read you the order real quick in which they were all done in chronological order. Um, but I'll also tell you the the, the, the year they were released. So okay. um, the first one's X-Men First Class, uh, which came out in 2011. So that was like showing like, you know, James McAvoy, uh, Michael Fassbender, who play Professor X and Magneto, uh, basically their origin stories and, you know, showing, like, other mutants and stuff like that. Uh, I just remember those dudes, man, they did such a good job playing those characters. Uh, It's amazing. So I love watching those. Um, The next one is uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, And we've, okay, so, so far, we've, we've seen First Class. We've watched Days of Future Past. Um, that came out in 2014. Then the next one is X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was actually 2009. Um, and that's kind of, that one's panned and, and considered one of the worst uh, superhero movies. You know, like, obviously, um, it that was the first movie that had uh, Ryan Reynolds as uh, that weird Deadpool character. <laughs> I think he actually oh, showed up in Days of Future Past. That was um, rough. But he was the really just cringy because they were it was weapon 11 i think is what they they called them in that one right. um but they were basically going around stealing all of the uh superheroes like powers but it was like they would just like it looked like they would take their blood or something they'd have a syringe and and then they would just inject it into ryan reynolds and at the end he became this like really terrible version he of, was a like, dead pool it was yep, bad he was they went with that name like <laughs> full on oh yeah yeah it was bad um and the, the the thing I really I I have to say this movie was not as bad watching it the, the, this time around that I remember it being. It's still not good at all. But okay. I remembered hating this movie, and I just I didn't hate it as much watching this one. The one thing <laughs> that still gets me though is I just I I don't like who how they cast Sabretooth. because in the comics oh, like Sabretooth yeah. is huge badass that was like he was like two times as big as Wolverine and he just was awesome. And they ended up casting the guy who played cotton weary in scream. And, (laughs) um, he just not cool. Like his claws were just like these like big, like dinky little claws that he used to. Oh yeah. That is, that's, I've not heard of him from that movie, but yeah. And, the way he runs, like they have him on like uh, wires, it looks like, and so they're pulling him around, and he's just like running on all fours like a dog. 
And it's just like, what the? F- this is so stupid. It leads um, to like the honest logic behind it. This was before Marvel movies were a thing. The X Men movies. It was it was proof that they went with the name before the skills because some of the Marvel movies have unknown names, but they're definitely better actors than some of the bigger names in some of the films. So like they went right. that route instead of going with the talent, you know? Yeah. Um, and he did a fine job, I guess, but you know, it's just, he didn't really have a lot to work with in that one. Um, I don't think, yeah. but um, yeah. So Wolverines, we watched that a couple of days ago. And then today we watched X-Men apocalypse, uh, which was really that was released in 2016 and I hadn't watched it all um I'd seen a little bit of maybe like a third of the way through so this was the first time I'm actually sitting through and and watching it and I was actually pretty impressed like this movie's got awesome special effects in it like there's a scene towards the end when Magneto is he's basically so overpowered in this because uh uh Apocalypse is helps him magnify his power i guess but he's taking he's literally at the end like pulling all the the metal from the earth and like it's all and like cities are just fucking going to to shit um he's pulling out like wreckage underwater and like pulling out minerals from the ground and i'm just like what is this like there's <laughs> like i've never seen anything it, the only equivalent i can i can think of is like when they started doing that with these um those Star Wars, uh, like video games. It was the one where you're like Vader's apprentice or whatever, oh, yeah. uh, Star, Star Killer, Killer. and yeah. he could like yeah. pull down fucking like these giant Star Destroyers, and he's just Out like of the sky, using yeah. the Force and throwing around. It's like, okay, there's got to be limits to this because if you don't, it just becomes silly. And I feel like that's what was happening with Magneto in this yeah. one. But overall, I thought it was actually a pretty decent movie. Um, it like there's. Uh, I, I hated how the, 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 the makeup and costume for Apocalypse looked. It was just terrible. I wish they went with like a, cause if you go back and, and look, there, there is some like, uh, early test, uh, footage and stuff done of an actual alternate version of, of Apocalypse. And it looked more like what he did in the comic books. Okay. And he was awesome. I wish they would have went with that. <clears throat> um, and so that's where we stopped at as far as like where we're in, in our progress. So I'll just list down the rest of them and, and throw it to you, Graham. Uh, so after this one, it was actually dark Phoenix. Uh, and that came out last year. Apparently <laughs> I, I didn't watch it's that so one. Apparently, apparently is the correct reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, that on a, pl- I think I saw that on the plane going to see you guys. What? Oh, nice. In America for the Dreamcast Marathon last year. Was it any good? <laughs> I I didn't hate it. Um, it's not my favorite of the lot, but yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was a terrible movie. Like I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. It's enjoyable enough. It's yeah. I I uh, totally forgot that um, the guy from uh, uh, Ready Player One plays Cyclops in these movies. I completely forgot. I was like, hey, that's the dude from uh, yeah, it's Wade <laughs> from uh, from that movie. Um, so yeah, Dark Phoenix 2019. Then. Uh, it was the original X-Men, which was like started this whole thing off back in 2000. Man. Uh, and then X2, 2003, Ooh, yeah. X-Men Last Stand, uh, 2006. Mm. Uh, and this is when we're finally doing some more jumping around. Uh, because the next one after Last Stand was actually uh, Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine came out in 2009. Right. Um, that was the one that was released after x-men last stand in theaters like when we're just talking about release dates 
Yeah, okay, yeah, The yeah. Wolverine, at, from a chronological right. standpoint, I know this is probably getting confusing, so I apologize. Um, X-Men Last Stand, from a chronological story standpoint, comes, and then The Wolverine comes after that. But it didn't release after that. Um, and then after you get through that, then you get the Deadpool movies, and then Logan. Um, so I don't think I'm going to show him Deadpool. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think I'm miss going to watch wise. before I show it to him. I may w- see about the Deadpool two, the PG 13 version where they edit out a lot of, Oh, you haven't heard about that. It's no. amazing. Oh, they no. basically imagine, uh, are you a fan of, uh, um, the princess bride? Yeah. Oh, Okay, it's amazing. So what they did is they they went in and and edited it for a PG-13 rating, but they also did all this additional shots of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, and they got um, Fred Savage, and they recreated his bedroom, and just like the beginning of the movie, Deadpool kidnaps them tapes them to the bed and makes it and like reads this story to him. And so they cut it. back and forth throughout it. the movie, just like they do in princess oh pride, but it's Deadpool talking to Fred Savage. It's so hilarious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> I've heard a, of that. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty and good. So oh my God. I, I've not watched it, but I'm going to have to watch it before. Um, yeah. Because I try to like obviously like those first two Deadpool movies are are way way they're yeah know, they're rated of, R yeah, for a reason exactly so I'm not gonna let them watch those so I'll see if the PG thirteen one is okayish but I'm not uh, I'm not uh, too I, sure I I I, I, don't, I don't want to give anything away for anyone who hasn't seen Deadpool two but am I correct in thinking that in the end credits they actually flash back to um, X Men Origins Wolverine for one bit. Like Probably. Or something. Maybe. I can't remember. I can't remember what happened. Okay, I, I feel like it ties into that because they, they made a big joke about about him playing. Oh yes, 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 that. yes. You're right. Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. They do. <laughs> Probably. They yeah. do. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really want to give it away or anything, but there's just like a couple of funny in jokes and stuff about that. I just really enjoyed. Um, and then the last the... one is is Logan, which came out in 2017. But that's like the last um, right. of those movies, and I love that movie so good oh you've um, already seen it okay good i was gonna say that it's one of my favorite superhero movies but i was afraid that i'd hype it up too much for you so no i i loved it um this yeah. was finally because for me um i've never been a big fan of hugh jackman as wolverine yeah, uh, wolverine really? was my growing up he was my favorite superhero like i loved wolverine uh and i think he has the look of him right. but just the grittiness and just like the yeah. the I don't know. It's missing. He hasn't nailed Wolverine's like personality, and I've always wanted that. Um, he's too likable, basically. He just he just <laughs> seems like in all of his movies, like he's just getting his ass kicked like most of the time. Right. Um, but Logan was the one where the the movie where I'm like, okay, Hugh Jackman, you sold me. Like yep. you, this is the perfect. <laughs> this is the Logan that I wanted like forever, and I finally yeah. got it. And I watched that one in theaters, and I was just blown away. I was like, "Holy crap, this is so good!" Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything about that movie. Um, so, and that's another one I don't know if I'm going to let Odin watch because, I, from what it I remember, it's intense. It, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty yeah, it's really intense. Couple of, I'd say, quite scary bits for younger viewers mm-hmm. in that. I'd say, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at the rate you're going, he might be 13 by the time you get to Logan. So it might be okay. Who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we watched, we watched four of these movies in a week. Then I have no so idea. Can, we're going through them at a pretty good clip. Like we're yeah. watching maybe one movie every couple days. Like we're finished. Okay. Well, that's cool. Cool. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been. Uh, so maybe by next episode, I'll hopefully have gotten close to finishing most of these and I can give some more thoughts on the whole uh, grander saga, I guess, of Sony's X-Men uh, collection of movies. <laughs> <Yeah. that they laughs> nice. Um, so for me, uh, a couple of things. That, um, have you guys ever seen or heard of a movie called Cock Blockers? Read it quickly, and I thought it said Clock Stoppers. So that is a different movie. <laughs> That's a very different movie. Yeah, um, this is the one John Cena, right? Yeah, it's got John Cena. It's got Leslie Mann, John Cena, and Ike Barinholtz, uh, who's been in quite a few movies. But he's one of those actors who's in a lot of things, but you don't really know him. I guess uh, I can't really off the top of my head. I actually can't remember the movies he's in now, which is not good. But it's I. I just came across this. It's on Netflix at the moment in the UK. And I came across it the other day. I thought, oh, I'll just give it a try. I fancied, I fancied a comedy. I thought it was really good. Uh, it's so it's like one of those. Te- it's kind of a teen movie about you know coming of age teenagers who want to have sex. Basically, it's these three high school girls who want to have sex. They make a sex pact, basically, that by prom or on prom, they're all gonna have sex with their their boyfriends, or they'll find a boyfriend to have sex with. But the movie is mostly from the parents. So like they got they got Leslie Mann, John Cena, and Ike Barinholtz. They they are the parents of these three friends uh, at the school, and they're basically trying to track down their daughters on prom night to try and stop them from from going through with this pact. Uh, I, I thought it was just really funny. There's like a, a lot of little fun antics going on. Their, their characters I thought were really good. Uh, like Ike Barinholtz, he plays this um, almost. It's not quite a strange father, but he, he him and his partner have divorced, so he is the he's trying to be the cool dad for his daughter. He's like, no, you should just let the kids do what they want and stuff. You know, they're kind of like trying to be more relaxed and chilled about everything. Like, yeah, the girls will be girls, you know. And Leslie Mann's like this panicked mother, sort of like, oh my god, we can't do this. Like, no, no. And John Cena's kind of like the tough badass dad who's like, yeah, we've got to stop this. So. They're, they're trying to do this the other guy's like kind of like just, just let them do what they want but he wants to be there with them because he's not very well liked by anybody so he's trying to be their friend but also trying to be cool for his daughter and stuff um I, I, you kind of have to watch it i guess uh it's i'm not saying it's like the best movie ever or anything but it's a very fun movie i thought it's it's one of those sort of ones you can watch and enjoy uh i don't think there's anything too crude in it maybe not one for really young kids but there's one you can enjoy with your partner or just friends and stuff i think and yeah, I thought it was a, a very just a fun movie, really. I'm surprised they got away with the name. Yeah. <laughs> well, so on the box art, it just has a picture of a a cockerel, um, and then blockers. It doesn't say the words at all. Okay. So uh, I'm guessing in the US, that's how they got away with it. In the UK, that wouldn't matter at all. <laughs> like, I'm not um, going to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, so yeah, have you guys seen this at all, or no? No, no, okay. Well, if it's on Netflix in America, maybe give it a try if you can. That's, uh, I was about to try to find that yeah. out, but I'm not going to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. And then the other, other thing, the last thing is um, a game that I've been playing recently. Uh, it's it's available on PS4, Switch, PC, and Xbox One, but it's actually part of uh, 
the Xbox and PC Game Pass at the moment. So if you're subscribing to Game Pass or Xbox Ultimate, you can Hell play this yeah. at the moment. Uh, it's called Deliver Us the Moon, and it's a it's a combination of first person and third person kind of puzzle game. And the whole the whole thing is it's set in the the dis, well semi distant future. Earth, something's happened to Earth's resources and stuff, and we ran out of energy. But they did this thing. They went up to the moon. They created this device which uses microwaves or something to transmit energy back down to Earth. And so the Earth sort of got reboosted, rejuvenization. Uh, let's try and get the words out correctly. Rejuvenization of all their energy sources, and it was all clocking on. And then something goes wrong. It all just cuts off. Mostly the Earth starts to become like a barren wasteland almost, like people are struggling to survive. And it's your task to, you're part of this um, sort of, NASA's fallen, NASA's long gone and stuff. There's this other space agency who's kind of cobbled together the last energy source they can to try and get someone back, to fly back up to the moon and find out what the hell happened. So you, um, you basically, the start of the game is you're, you're going, you have to go into the ship and go to the launch, countdown launch before this storm hits. Because if, if the storm hits, it's all over, basically. You won't be able to save the Earth. And it's really cool. Like there's, I played a bit of the game. There's not much, there's not any um, action in terms of enemies or anything. I'm not sure if there will be, but you're sort of solving puzzles, especially in like first person, like flicking switches. Like when you get onto the spacecraft, you actually have to physically flick switches in a certain order to get the spacecraft to launch, which I thought was quite a cool. And when you go up into space, um, you go up to like a space station to begin with, and there's zero gravity. So you're actually moving around in zero gravity. You're able to spin around completely. Um, and it's kind of a cool sensation. And there's certain puzzles you have to solve at certain points in zero gravity. And I've just been enjoying it. It's kind of like, an, it's kind of like one of those games that's like a lot of air of mystery about it. So you're, mm. you're kind of going through uncharted things. You're trying to work out what's happened to the space station, what's happened to the moon. Like um, I've got to the point where I've come off the space station. I'm actually just on the moon now um and there's a there's a vehicle driving bit and it's actually like i was actually kind of like this is cool you actually get to go in a vehicle and drive around the moon a bit um that that but i've only just literally got to that bit so i haven't actually driven that far um so it says cool. there's a, a few so this is a few different vehicle sections in it so i'm interested and yeah I, i've just been really enjoying it i'm really getting to these kind of games where it's not all action and stuff it's more you know a bit slower pace um, although there's been a couple of intense moments there's one there's one bit where you're in zero gravity and you have to actually move really quickly. Uh, I won't ruin that for anyone who wants to play it because I thought it was a really good, intense moment in the game. So yeah, does it um, have an it overall? How's the atmosphere? No pun intended. Um, does it like a <laughs> creepy game? Is it like just sci-fi fun stuff or what? It's more cre- on the creepy side. Uh, okay, I wouldn't say cool. like it was not I'm scary down. though. It's more it's more sort of mysterious. Like you are around like an abandoned space station and stuff and there yeah. there are these um holo- like there's these recordings of holographic scenes that have happened in real life so it's almost like recording memories in a hologram form and you can go back to where the hologram was originally um, recorded like because they mm-hmm. have these special suits or these little machines that can record holograms and um like you will press play and like basically you'll have like a weird holographic print of like people talking and stuff so you you find out a bit more of what's happening and stuff and and what what why stuff might have gone wrong up there but um, yeah and it's more, more trying to fix some things to so you can get to the different parts and stuff uh, cool. if that makes sense have yeah. you played soma i have not okay it sounds a lot like soma, soma. and that's one of my favorite games so i might have to try okay. this soma 
Uh, Soma is creepy as hell, and uh, one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's sci-fi. Instead of on the moon, it's underwater. But yeah. Uh, Okay, cool. Yeah, so Um, I will say it's it's not. There's no real survival horror in this uh, at the moment that I've played. I don't know if things really change, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I I just yeah, yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Chris, have you heard or have you played this at all? Or I'm downloading it now. I've heard of it. I've never played it. <laughs> Good job, Graham. Cool. You did it. Excellent. It, did you say it's only? Download. Is it only on Steam? Is that what you said? No, no, no. It's available on basically everything: Switch, PS4, okay. PC, and Xbox One. But if you've got Game Pass, you can get on um, oh, yeah, Game Pass you... for PC or Xbox. It's the first thing you said. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so many, cool. many options for people out there. I'll probably try that on the PS4. Yeah. So that's that's it for me. And I think that's basically it for the show. Um, I hope people have enjoyed it. We're going to be doing different feature discussions each week. We're going to keep to some of the same stuff, but do some different feature discussions each week to um, liven things up, I think, and um, talk about more more broader topics. So... Um, uh, for Scotty, um, for housekeeping and stuff, are there any streams coming up that we should know about at all? Um, always. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 is on Mondays. Uh, Wednesday, I will be... I missed out on the Knights anniversary, so I might play Knights instead of going through Ooh. my Knuckles adventure. I did miss out last yeah. week. I've actually taken a break the past two weeks because stuff's just come up the day of, so I apologize for anyone that uh, was upset about that. But still had Thursday Night Throwdowns happening. Um, but... Pretty much Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays are the streaming days, so just keep an eye on our Twitters and Twitch for that stuff. Awesome. And Chris, any any big news coming up or anything? Um, well, I'm going to be getting a review copy of Panzer uh, Paladin uh, this cool. week. And it's actually, to, to, to relate it to uh, Blaster Master, it's actually a lot like Blaster Master, where <laughs> you're in this big mech. It's a side-scrolling thing, at, uh, just like uh, Blaster Master. Uh, but you can get out of the mech, and you're like a little guy running around. You can shoot. You have like a little sword. Uh, but there's just lots of uh, awesome like combat combos and other things like that. It's a really cool looking game. Um, I played it at uh, at PAX East, I, um, and I the the demo was really good. I was I really enjoyed it. But they um, sh- they released a trailer a few weeks ago. Uh, showing that there's also like a pixel editor uh, in the game where you can go into a menu and you could draw like a, on a little pixel thing uh, your own weapons and it will import it into the game. And so mm. say you wanted to create like, I don't know, a giant hot dog. And it's not what I was thinking, but you're that. close. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could make that and then it will actually be pl- used. Uh, you can use it as like a weapon in the game. And so That's cool. um, I've never seen something like that on 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 this style of game where it's kind of like a an eight bit style, maybe sixteen bit, I guess. Uh, but anyway, that's coming uh, out like in a few days uh, for re- for review. So I'm hoping I might even be able to stream that later in the week. Um, we'll see. I want to say the full release is like the 21st of July, so it's coming in uh, here pretty quick. Coming um, hot. And, yeah, in less than two weeks. Um, but outside of that. Uh, uh, for those listening, if you haven't yet subscribed to Megavisions, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash megavisions, and you can choose between either a physical uh, print version or a digital version of the magazine. And so 
Uh, we just released issue nine um, a, a little over a month or so ago, and we still have copies of that. So if you haven't uh, got one yet, we still have copies of issue eight and nine that you can buy on our website. Uh, you just go to megavisionsmag.com. Uh, there's a store link at the top. Uh, you can get that beautiful one that Scotty's showing right now. Uh, what What's amazing, I, there's still people, like, we're, buying, we're we're selling orders, like, every day of these. So they're going, actually, pretty quick. Um, I'd have to go back and look to see how many we have. Um, I know it's getting low for issue eight. Mm. Uh, issue eight's not going to be around for very much longer. Uh, I can't even guarantee we'll have any left once, like, conventions start rolling around. I'm not sure. Um, we should maybe have issue nine, um, but that would really suck if we end up uh, going to a convention and we have run out of of copies to sell. So um, Man. get them now and before they're gone forever. Issue eight is the one with Panzer Dragoon Saga, yeah? Yep. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. That's the best issue. Come yep. on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh. So... Awesome. No, pretty- More to come. We're going to be working, uh, starting work on uh, issue uh, 10 here soon. Uh, we've already started work on it, but in terms of like the design and layout and stuff. So uh, I'm kind of dreading that because I know it's going to be a ton of work on me. Uh, but, hey, you're uh, retired. We'll You've got nothing goes. to do, right? Yeah, this is yeah. not your job. <laughs> nothing to do. It's, it's super. My, my life is so stress-free these days. So. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> For what it's worth, a quick update on Panzer Paladin. I looked on Steam here. It says planned release date July 21st. So maybe that? Ooh, that's soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah going to be out the 21st. Uh, I, I think you guys will like it, especially I. what we should do is have a night where, like, where we all try to play it um, and just see how we like it coming off of uh, Blaster Master. I think that would be kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe if, maybe next, maybe not this next one, the one after that, um, we should all have had time to, to maybe play, play it if you guys are interested. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so if anyone is, is watching or listening and you are interested, you can show your support for Megavisions and subscribe to us on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash Megavisions. We have a physical magazine. We've also got the digital version. So yeah, if you're not into your physical stuff, you can get the digital version, read it on your favorite device uh straight away and yeah um while you're wearing a shirt while you're wearing a megavision shirt while you're wearing a megavision oh yes of course we saw the same (laughs) t-shirts as well sorry i forgot smooth as butter Uh, (laughs) oh yeah nice uh yeah also there's t-shirts around so you can show your support and tell your friends about it you you get the message out there because uh yeah that's that's the way to do things where do they go Uh, to get those shirts graham where do they go? Uh, where do they go? Megavisions.com? Uh, T-Public. <laughs> T-Public, I don't know. It is, <laughs> I think. It, it, I could be wrong. Give T-Public. me like five seconds. Is it, it is T-Public, sorry. Right. I, for yes. some reason, yes. If you go to T-Public. Just go to T-Public.com, have... search Megavisions, and you'll you'll find us there. Embarrassingly, I should know that because I uploaded a lot of the designs there. <laughs> You're the one who did there... most of these. <laughs> there, and I should know that because I link it every week in the podcast description, but... There you go, folks. Oh, We're up Good on everything. Day. It's now it's now past midnight for me. So what can Jiminy we say? Christmas! Yeah. It's past Chris's nap time, like, as we've I'm heard. Like so we're just gonna. I need I need to <laughs> I need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, eat. All right. Yeah. Anyway, great stuff, guys. Um, hope everyone enjoyed the show, and we'll uh, 
catch you all next time. Bye. I mean, I'm I'm fine. I, I, uh, I'm I good as well. Um, I just just, just to, talk, uh, talk for a second. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm I'm very much a visual. Okay, you said talk for a second. Both of you started drinking your drink. <laughs> um, I was like, you talk. Um, oh, just me? Well, Great. I could tell you all about my dumb amiibos. For some reason, I bought a piranha plant amiibo, and I don't know why. I thought, oh, you know what? I never got that DLC pack for Smash Brothers, a game that I don't own and probably also won't buy because the online is garbage, <laughs> and I'm never going to have people over to buy it. But I really like the PD piranha plant, so I got his amiibo because I'm a goddamn materialistic fucko. And up there are the two Bayonetta amiibos that are buddy of mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, start, you start talking. You start talking about piranha plants and stuff. <laughs> um, well, I'm fighting Mother Brain right now in Blaster Master Zero. That's that game that uh, you wanted to talk about this week, Graham, and that you haven't even played. Oh, good. I didn't want to talk about Blaster Master Zero. I want to talk about Blaster Master, the original one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>